It's Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 84 for Wednesday, December 19th, 2018. How's it going, onesies? Welcome to the show. I did a gig this weekend. What else did I do? I did some samplings this last week. I did some holiday shopping because I don't celebrate Christmas. I don't recognize it's fun. No, I'm just joking. I don't, uh, I don't say Christmas because Christmas pisses people off. You know, someone comes up to you and they wish you the best. You go, what the fuck did you say to me? Who the fuck do you think you are to come up to me and assume, whoa, all right, I'm glad I spend the other 11 months of the year not being nice to people, because whenever I try in the festive spirit, remember like people said for like how many fucking years before this whole happy holidays bullshit, remember when people just used to say like one of the things that you would see on cards and stuff was season's greetings? And I I mean, maybe I was just not paying attention because I was younger, I was a kid, you know, or in my teens. I was spending all my time in basements playing video games and I didn't really hear what the world was fighting out about around me. You know, people say season greetings. I didn't hear people going, season greeting? What is this, the war on Christmas, man? No, people would just say, hey, season's greetings. They go, oh, isn't that nice? You know, but then maybe we didn't have a bunch of fucking immigrant. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, that's funny to me. No, it's. I, I think it's so strange that like, I mean, I get it. I'm not saying you should be around. Everyone should go around saying Merry Christmas. I mean, it's fucking... Different parts of the world celebrate different things, you know, but I just think that, uh, I think if someone says happy holidays, maybe, maybe calm the fuck down, right? Oh, I'm going to move the mic stand here. You're going to hear lots of rumbling, you know, maybe just, uh, maybe just calm down. Don't take it to heart. I'm starting off this episode on my soapbox. <laughs> I just, I have actually had, like, it's funny cause I was, I've been out about Christmas shopping and I had these little old ladies that say like Merry Christmas to me. And I don't care. I know what they're trying to say is something nice. And it's all little old ladies. Never, never little old men. They're, they're cranky old fucks. No, ah, <laughs> oh, me and profane needlessly. No, I'm starting this podcast late. It's, uh, but it's five o'clock. I wanted to get this done earlier today and it's been a busy day and I'll tell you all about it. You bet your behinds. I will tell you guys all about my day and the things that I've done. Um, but, uh, I got a new, uh, I got a new mic filter guys. I don't know how it's doing it. I, I, I can get my, 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 my mouth, my mouth, my mouth nice and close. I, I stutter so much because in my head, I'm like two sentences ahead of what I'm saying. And my mouth is desperately struggling to catch up. So just in case you guys listen to the podcast, sometimes you go, why the fuck is he talking so fast and switching lanes? Like I imagine it's some like wacky car chase in a comedy movie. That's how I talk. I'm just wacky, nonsensical fucking communication. But what was I getting at? I'm joking. The old guys are, are also equally friendly, but I've just had a night, lots of nice, I even said old gals, right? I think I said old ladies or something and I'll get, I might get in trouble for that. I don't mean old ladies. I mean, one of those sensitive words that prevent, protects people from reality. You know, those ones where you say senior citizen, cause then people are like, oh, there's no mortality attached to that old these fucking old bet. No, I'm kidding. I, I high-fived a woman in Costco today because she was, her and I were in the cereal aisle and we were looking at the, the cereal that had organic acai on the flakes, right? And we were looking at the sugar content and the salt together because I'm fat fuck and she's an old twat. No, because <laughs> no, she's like, oh, I'm 81. I got to be careful. I'm like, 81, holy shit. I, I throw, I go throw it up and she gives me a nice hard high-five too. That bitch had fucking strength in her arms. All right? 81 years old. I go, you made it. You made it. That's amazing. I go, I gotta, I, she's like, yeah, but I want to keep going. So I got to be careful. I go, yeah, me too. I don't, I don't think I'm making 81. You win. 
I was positive, right? And then we, we had a nice little chat on our way down the aisle, and then we went our separate ways. Like in an American tale, who knows if we'd ever see each other again. But she's like, that was really nice talking to you. She's like, Merry Christmas. I said, thank you so much. Happy holidays to you too. Because people yell at me because I have the face of the enemy. I am the white male and I am everyone's problem. Um, so I didn't want to get in trouble. So I just said, I'm sorry, or <laughs> happy holidays. And then hope that and it's funny because I said it to be careful. And at the same time, I was insecure that she would not appreciate the fact that I didn't return the same sentiment to her. She'd probably walk away with her 81 year old mentality. Be like, oh, he's probably one of those pussies. <laughs> That's how I to get in trouble. Ah, oh, excuse me. Having a sip of my Coke life here. Why? Because I want to live to 81 or more. My, my 60 calories. What is it? 70 calories per can. 70 calories per can because he's cane sugar and stevia in this. I have no direction for this podcast so far. I didn't even get through all the, the intro stuff. But how funny is that? I just picture, I just picture, I can't get anything right. Basically, I'm going to piss somebody off. I feel like I'm going to make somebody mad no matter what. So it's like, I say happy holidays after someone says Merry Christmas to me. Like, here's the thing. I'm one of those guys that like, I'm one of those fucking guys, right? You think about these guys. I'm one of these fucking guys. I'm one of those people where like, if you go to greet somebody, I match. I think whoever extends the greeting first should match that. And what I mean by that is like the physical one. Like if somebody... Uh, puts out their hand to shake it, then I shake their hand. If somebody puts out their fist to fist bump you, I fist bump. But I think whoever moved first, like also if I offer my hand, I, I, I guess it bothers me. Like if I go to shake your hand and you put out your fist to bump it, it feels, I don't know. Part of me that feels rude. It could be that just a derma, dermaphobe. Some people are like, no, it's just cleaner. I'm like, I, I'm a, I'm filthy everywhere. You know, you think the back of the top of my knuckles all right. I walk around my house like a, like a Cro-Magnum. All right. I'm like a goddamn ape. All right. I'm walking the, my knuckles are the soles of my feet around the house. All right. I'm babooming it around. It's not actually true for anyone who doesn't get jokes, but, um, the point is, is I think it's rude that if you like offer a salutation, a physical salutation, a greeting, like a handshake or a fist bump, I think it's rude for you to decide. No, no, no. I would prefer that. I don't think you get it a lot. Old people do it where you go to fist bump them and they just grab your fist because they don't know what to do with it. They go, oh, okay. And they grab it and they just sort of shake and you're like, okay, that's weird. So I just think you, I think whatever somebody offers first, you just match it out of respect. So getting back to the holiday greetings, I think that, uh, someone goes, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Who cares? You know, they're, they're offering you a kindness. Just offer it back. Same way. Whatever's easier. Someone goes, happy, ho happy holidays. And you go, uh, Merry Christmas. Okay. What was Aladdin born on this fucking, no, you know what I mean? Like just that bullshit, that ignorant shit. Excuse me. Excuse me. When you chug pop too fast, it comes back. And I know if I didn't fire it out the side of my face there, it was going to come out mid sentence. Ah, well, what else can I bitch about? No. <laughs> so I, yeah, I did my, I was doing holiday shopping, right? Um, I bought winter tires this week. I've done a few air Canada interviews. Um, I think I'd mentioned briefly to you guys that I was applying for a job at air Canada. Well, I've had three interviews since last we spoke. And it's been a stressful week in that regard. Um, so why don't we just fucking do it up? Last week, one of the first orders of business I did was uh, I got confirmation that my vehicle is coming. I think I told you guys that uh, sometime late January, early February. So all I done did decided that uh, I better go out while uh, the season is good for it and get myself some uh, snow tires and some rims because the car is coming in, uh, in January. There's going to be snow on the ground, theoretically, or at least cold weather. So, you know 
It's going to be coming with all seasons. I got to make sure I get those winters on there. Right. It's just how it works. So, uh, I, uh, I went out, I did a little bit of looking around. Um, so whatever, I'll fucking explain this to you guys. All right. Well, I'll just tell a goddamn story and I'll move forward. But I went to Costco to buy my tires for the fit. Um, my Honda fit and what they offered, what I liked about this was that on certain models of snow tires, they offer you, I didn't realize it was certain models. I thought all of them had it and they just had different mileage based on it. But if you buy your snow tires or summer or all seasons from Costco, some of the models of tires will actually offer you a kilometer guarantee. So I believe I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say a number. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I know it's somewhere in this range. I believe my all seasons were like 140,000 kilometer guarantee. So what that means is that, you know, for anyone who didn't get it right off the bat, which I'm sure most of you did is that I can drive on those tires for 140,000 kilometers guaranteed before I have to buy new ones. Right. And of course, if you live in, in, you know, Canada, or at least in Ontario, Canada, um, half the year is snow tires. So, you know, if you drive 20,000 kilometers a year and half the year is snow tires, well, that's 10, 10,000 a year. And if you have like, let's say, I know my all seasons had way higher. So let's just say for the sake of snow tires, it's 80,000 kilometers. I think it was a hundred that I got, but it doesn't matter. Let's just say it's 80,000 kilometers. That means that if you're only doing 10,000 a year in the winter time, that's, that's eight years guaranteed with your snow tires, which is fucking amazing. Right. I know my all seasons were, like I said, I think somewhere between 120 and 160,000. That's why I landed on 140. But I'm like, that's amazing. If you're doing, you know, like most people, 20,000 a year, that's like 10 year guarantee on your tires. That's amazing. And then when, then you might ask, well, what happens if you don't, you know, don't get that far? Well, Costco will basically prorate the difference. So let's say you only get half that. Well, guess what? You get half your money that you spend on the tires back. Tell me that's not amazing. Guaranteed mileage on your car. No dealership offers that. Canadian Tire, another big chain here in Canada doesn't offer that. I don't know what they have in the States, but I know that they don't offer that. So Costco, I was like, fuck yeah, my tires all the way. But then, uh, I needed rims too, right? So this is what I found out. I went to, if you buy your tires from the dealership, like the Honda dealership, if you pop a tire or whatever, it's covered under your guarantee. Um, I believe that's still the case with my Honda plus though. I will verify all I know is Costco has that same guarantee. If you pop a tire, you bring it to a Costco, they'll replace the tire no charge. Amazing. Um, alternative, what else? Uh, yeah, but I found out that not every tire has that guarantee. The snow tires, that is, there's a lot less snow tires. And because my vehicle's an all wheel drive, the one that's coming in January, they actually cut that guarantee in half because you know, the, the, the back tires that would normally be getting like a break because they're not being pulled on. Now they get pulled on and they don't know. I didn't, I, for some reason I was having a brain fart because I'm like, Oh, what, but it mine's variable. Like they only kick in if whatever he goes. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. They don't know when it's doing that and when it's not. So they just automatically cut it in half. I'm like, Oh, I guess that's right. Yeah. But, uh, whatever long story short is I had to get my tires at Costco. got a really good deal on them. $80 rebate. The reason I bought them now, some of you might be thinking, why don't you just buy the tires when you get the car? Well, right now there's, you know, 80 to a hundred dollar rebates, you know, on four tires. So that's a, a good chunk back in your pocket when, uh, when you're spending on tires. So I did that. I got a sick deal on rims. Costco had sent me to a place called Caps in Ottawa. I will give them a free plug. Uh, Caps, Canadian Auto Parts Source or something like that. I don't remember what the S stands for. But I went there. I think when I when I cooked my rim last month, it cost me like 80 to 100 bucks for the new rim. And I spent, and that was on my, my fit. So a 13-inch rim. 
Um, I went to this Caps place, which is which was recommended to me by Costco, and they said it's like the same rims, everything that you would be buying from the dealership or from Canadian Tire. And I got them, they were 65 each. I'm like, oh my God, that's a great fucking deal. And get this, these particular ones were almost out of stock. So they were just clearing them out for the season. Again, late December, most people have already got their, their rims and snow tire kind of thing. So I got them on sale for $35 each. Huh? Can you imagine the savings? I actually bought five. I bought five rims. The reason being is why, oh, well, I hit potholes every now and again. So I went and I was like, fuck it at $35 a rim at some point in the next eight years, when I have this vehicle, I'm going to cook a rim in the wintertime. I know it's going to happen. So rather than getting sodomized at the dealership, when I go in, because it's last minute and how the fuck do I fix my car? I will just have one of those bad boys sitting in my storage locker. I cook a rim. Ha, here we go. Here's the replacement one right here. Throw that wheel on that rim, charge me the 20 bucks of the labor and let me get on with my fucking life. So I did that. 200 bucks. And I think I spent like seven. So I was like, I was under a grand, but I was under a grand guaranteed with six service, the top of the line winter tires. Oh, super happy. And I went, and I picked those bad boys up like a few days later on Friday, brought them over to Costco. Costco had my tires in the guys had my rims in, picked them up in the morning. And it's like two blocks away from each other too. So it was great. Go pick up my rims, bring them over to Costco. Boom. They threw them on the fucking rims for me. Like first thing in the morning on Friday, they're like, yeah, well I've done 30 minutes. Amazing. Because, um, I did, uh, what did I do Friday morning? I had a, like a double LCBO sampling as a matter of fact, and that was a long ass day. Nothing to report on that back to standing around, not dressed like a Christmas elf answering questions in LCBO, just back to handing out samples. And let me tell you, that was a long day. Um, I also did, uh, I had some interviews for AirCab. I'm sorry for the audio guys. See, this is why I got to get it done earlier in the fucking day. But the last couple of days have been. Yeah, they've been, they've been crazy and they've been not like I've been doing some intense stuff and I've been fucking around a little bit too. So I'll tell you all about that. Um, I applied for the job as the customer service support agent at, uh, air Canada at the Ottawa airport. Y O W. And, um, I did my interview on Thursday. Uh, I spoke to the person I spoke to them on my way home from Ubering in the morning. They called me. It was a phone or interview and it went okay. I was pleased to meet the person. We had a nice conversation. And then she informed me that I would be doing a language test on Monday evening at 5 PM, which is a weird time to do a test. And then she's like, and I'm just going to go ahead and book you for an interview face to face, um, on Tuesday. And I was like, okay, let's do that. So, uh, interview on the phone went okay. I was happy with that. Um, I also, I was stressing with the French one because while I'm bilingual, um, I don't use it all the time. And of course you have to, you add the stress of being tested. Like I've had jobs where I was the only guy who spoke French and I was bilingual and it was an asset, but it wasn't mandatory. This was the first job where it's like, you got to speak French. It's a mandatory part of the job. So I was stressing about my abilities in French. It's so funny too, because this is a customer service job at the end of the day. And I'm so prepared to do that. I'll get into the, the interview today, but anyways, um, I remember, oh, I was stressed out. And then I asked the guy, you know, so how did I do, you know, like, how was the test? And he's like, and then he answers me in French that fuck. <laughs> it's not his fault. It was just like, now we're talking technical terms and he's answering me in French. I'm like, I, I, everyone said, don't worry. You don't have to know any of the technical terms, but he's like, ah, ben, on peut pas dire, uh, uh, en ce moment avec le, le Canada et puis le Sopolade, on peut pas le dire, le, mais, mais je vous souhaite une bonne soirée. Like for anyone who doesn't know, he's like, well, it's, then this is what I'm gathering from it. Cause he's talking fast 
and he's using multisyllabic French words. But he's like, I believe it's the mandate of Air Canada that we don't really tell you about anything like that. Um, but uh, I do wish you a good evening, and I hope you have. I'm like, I oh, fuck. Did you just tell me I failed? So stressful. I fucking stress, and I, I'm. Yeah. So, anyways, I get off the phone last night, five o'clock, and I'm like, well, that sucks. I probably just failed the the French test. At least it feels that way. If someone's not like, hey, congratulations, really. You know, like I've had, like, let's put it this way. I've gone for like medical tests where the ultrasound chick, you know, they're not supposed to tell you anything about what they see, but I've gone like, I'm like, okay, by the way, I'm going to stress in, you know, constantly until my doctor calls me. So do I have any reason to be afraid at all? I, do I have cancer? And they're like, <laughs> you don't, they don't think you have anything to worry about. I was like, okay, good. Cause that's something. If they see with you have cancer and then, you know, or a lump or something. And then they're like, mm. I hate when they make noise too, by the way, I am so ADD at the moment, guys, I apologize. But you know what I mean? Like they're, they'll check you with an ultrasound or something. They're like, hmm. And I'm like, what does that sound mean? What does that sound mean? You have to tell me what that sound means right now. Cause I'm going to panic. Stop. Don't make any, I'm like, don't make any noise. Don't do anything. Just, just put the ultrasound sauce all over me and rub it weird. And then press it into weird, uncomfortable parts of me somehow. I don't know, guys. All I know is I stress. If I don't know if I don't, it's probably a deep rooted psychological thing about not having control over the situation. But I'm telling you, man, when people, when people are just staring at you too, like I, I am so I can stand in front of a crowd of a thousand people and be totally comfortable. But one person talking, like if I'm talking to someone and there's like no emotion, nothing, if they're giving me nothing, I get so insecure. Like, what is this person thinking? Like, what am, what's going on? Do they fucking, they must think I'm fucking stupid. What's going on? Like nothing. If you have nothing that you can gauge off of, you know, even if they're getting like angry or frustrated, it's like something, but there's somebody who's fucking goddamn serial killer Dexter style with just no emotion. Mm -hmm. Right. Or like on the phone, I can't hear the person and then professionals. Oh, like the, the, the person who was interviewing me today, she'd like smile. Okay. Uh, the next question is that, and then I would answer something serious or whatever. And then she just look at me funny and go, okay. Um, next question that like back to this, like robotic fake shit, like the goddamn robots in total recall or something. You know what I mean? Where like everything just seems so fake and happy. Oh, how may I help you? Like her AI or something. Anyways. Getting back on track somehow. I think I failed the French test. The guy was completely useless in giving me anything. And I get that, you know, it's being recorded or whatever. Maybe he can't do that. But I was like, I was hoping for something. So I was stressed out already. I already I'm already fucking half shook going into my interview today. I go to the interview today and I did such a good job and I fucking knew I would. I knew I would forget something. They had they'd sent me like three different forms I had to fill out, plus like bring in your passport, your driver's license, your other IDs, uh, photocopy them. I did all that shit like a good bitch, right? I got all my paperwork together, except one of the lines in the email was to bring a resume. And that's the one fucking thing I didn't do. So I brought the res, or I didn't bring the resume. I've emailed it to them since, but I went in there and I started to do well with the interview. I told them I was, you know, full availability and everything like that. And then they started with the questions that I just these questions fucked me up so bad guys. And I talked to a few people today who were just like, yeah, you know, you got, you got a bullshit. And I'm like, I don't want to bullshit. And I don't know how to just make up situations off the top of my head. Like I, like, I feel like you ever hear that sentence, like don't bullshit a bullshitter. I'm a bullshitter. Right. And I'm always worried if I'm bullshitting than someone else who's used to it, especially who's, who's more used to bullshit than a goddamn interviewer. Right. Uh, so I'm like, they ask you that question. Can you tell me about a time where you went the extra mile for a customer or for someone in your place of work? And I'm like, that's what I said. I go, realistically, I, I 
I'm awful at this question. And the reason being is that when I'm working for a place, I help all of my customers to the absolute best of my ability. I go, if there's something I know I can do for someone beyond what I'm already doing, I do it. I, I, and you know, it's funny ever since that question has been over, I've thought of several, there's lots of times where I've carried televisions out to people's cars, you know, that we're not supposed to do that. There's been lots of times where I've, you know, uh, taken a, a call on my personal device to answer questions from people from home that I shouldn't have done, you know, but I do that all the time. And that's just, that's just the example of stuff like the source and future shop and whatever I, I have on many occasions gone the extra mile, help people with things. I help people when I'm out shopping and I have no responsibility whatsoever, but that's just who I am. And then I bitch about it to you guys later, but no, honestly, I don't mind doing good things for people. In fact, that's, that's how I was raised. But if you're going to do anything, you do it with excellence. And I think it's kind of fucked up. Truly, I do. I think it's kind of fucked up that that it's such a rarity for some people that, you know, when you do something beyond your, your you know, uh, job description, that it's such a thing that you remember it. Like, oh, oh, yeah, of course I can tell you. About. There was this one time that I actually held the door for it. It's like, really? To me, it's so commonplace to just do something nice for people to, to go the extra mile. Because I said, I'm a consumer at the end of the day, right? I want... If I, if I know that there's something more I can do for somebody, I'm going to do it because what if I was that, that person on the other side of the counter, I would want that person to do it for me, right? Treat people the way you want to be treated. So I said, it's not, it's not above and beyond when that's just the standard of who you are. You know, I'm not like, ah, eh, you know what? Every now and again at Friday on three in the afternoon, I'll go, ah, maybe I'll, maybe I'll give a fuck for this person. You know, maybe I'll give a shit about this person and, and try. If you're doing it all the time, how are you supposed to separate one incident from another? You know? It's like me saying like, Hey, tell me about a time you went grocery shopping, uh, you know, and then how you really, you really did better savings than other times. I, I don't, I don't like grocery shop all the time. It's how I stay alive. I gotta, I gotta buy food. You know, I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't compartmentalize it. Like where everything is just a story that I can whip up. I'm like, so I don't know. I it's, and then it's like, well, tell me about a time that you made a mistake, you know, and then, uh, and then you tried to make it better the next time. I'm like, fuck again. I'm, I'm human. I make mistakes all the time. And I go, I go, I told, I even said to them, I'm like, you know what? I know what these questions are. You're asking about the, you know, the, the went the extra mile to basically see about, you know, do I show initiative? You know, you're asking me if I've ever made a mistake and then try to make up for it. You're looking for accountability. You know, I know why you're asking the questions, but you're, if you, if you want to know if I'm accountable, I am, if I make a mistake, I'm going to fucking own it. Um, you know, it's just, just, just what it's like to, to be human and to try to make things, but I don't know, fuck it's 35 and I'm applying for a $14 an hour job guys, you know, I'm doing it for the travel benefits of course, but I, I'm going to, if I take any job, I'm going to do a good job at it. Right. We already talked about this, but me going on and trying to be a, you know, just flying under the radar. I can't do that because I want to, I want to do a good job. If you're paying me money, I see it as my obligation to, to do my job to the best of its abilities. So Anyways, I don't know. Fuck that. I think I honestly believe I botched the interview and this was the stupidest part. I should have outright lied, but I was honest the entire time. I really was honest in the interview. You know, they're like, uh, they are a scale of one to 10. How punctual are you? I said eight. They go, really? I go, uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. They go, well, why would you say it? I'm like, well, it's Ottawa is a crazy city. There's a lot of traffic and construction. I would imagine from time to time it'd be, you know, he might be a few minutes late. Shouldn't have done that. Should have just lied. Should have lied, but I didn't. I was honest. I probably, I really don't think I'm going to get this job as much as I should have just sat there and go, I'm 35 
I have decades of experience in customer service. I'm, I'm in jobs now where all I do is help build rapport with people and, and I'm a face of companies. Um, you know, what do you, what do you want from me for minimum wage? I'm going to crush this job. I will be absolutely amazing at this job. And because then it just comes across as arrogant, but you know, I mean, like, Hey, if you want to hire these, these 15 year olds, they're not 15, but if you want to hire these 20 year olds around me, I'm happy, you know, go ahead by all means, but I, I will knock the socks off this job. Anyways, I don't know. I'm just disappointed guys. It's still fresh on my mind, obviously just a few hours ago, but, uh, I, I, you know, it's funny. I haven't really wanted a job that bad in a long time. And it's funny. These questions are fucking me up. Do you guys, do you guys, I mean, uh, most of my listeners whom I know, you're all real people with skills. You're professionals. You're not, you're not getting, oh my God, that's the part that sucks so much. I'm like, I'm stressed out about maybe not getting this entry level job. That's the fucking state 35 years old. And I'm like, gee, I hope I can, it's the travel benefits, man. If I told you guys, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything. The prices that they pay for these unlimited standby privileges. Oh my God. I, I want that so bad. Like we're talking savings in the thousands of dollars, but I don't know. I don't know. It's just disappointing. You know, I, it's not even like I'm, I'm, it's like I'm reporting that I didn't get it, but I'm, we're our own worst critics. Um, so it's, uh, I don't know. I, I just, I, I just don't have a good feeling after the language thing and the interview today. I'm really not that hopeful. Um, but Hey, my expectations are low. So if I don't get it, then I'm not really going to be hurt. You know, anyways, I'm going to, I'm going to kibosh the complaint train. I don't know if you guys can hear it. I deposit and uh, respond to some texts. Um, yeah. So whatever. Hey, in the coming, uh, in the coming fucking, uh, weeks, cause they said it'd be three weeks to let me know. So I'm like, Oh, goody. So, uh, in the coming weeks, I'll let you know what the status is of my uh, air Canada application is. Um, but yeah, I, uh, what else did I do on, oh, oh, on, uh, Friday, Saturday morning, <laughs> Saturday morning, uh, we did our annual friends gift exchange. So Thursday night I'd come home from my, uh, my shopping and I, uh, prepped a bunch of home fries, but we, we do like a, a, a dinner. Usually we do a dinner. I think I told you guys about it last year. I'm not really sure. I really can't remember, but we did a, a dinner with my friends and, uh, I got there late. So I, luckily I had delivered the stuff sooner. I think I really can't remember even how I got it. I don't know if I drove all the way out there to give them the stuff and then came back later or whatever. But, um, yeah, last year, like I missed everybody. I missed all the festivities and I stayed late playing uh, games with Mika and Mel, which was great. Um, it was really nice of them to have, uh, you know, have me over and, and stay up so late, you know, afterwards. But, um, and last year was rough. I got, I do have to say like I, a year removed now, I got to say like, I was in such a bad place cause Crystal and I had just recently broke up and I was definitely feeling very lonely. I was still at the source working, hated work, hated. I was in a very low place. Everything felt shitty. Everything sucked. And I was really looking forward to my, um, time with, uh, with my friends, you know, just as a, like an emotional pick me up. And, uh, and it, I gotta say like guys in all honesty, it ended up being a great night. Like I said, I got to stay, stay up. <laughs> I get to stay up late. Mom and dad, let me stay up late. Um, no, but I got to spend a lot of time with Meek and Mel, which was great. Um, but I remember like my heart just sinking when I got there because I, I got there and, and a, a couple of people, and, and I didn't get there crazy late in all honesty. I didn't get there crazy late. I just got there 
later than I'd like to, because I was working. And I remember by the time I got there, uh, two people had already left and then, uh, you know, two more were leaving and it was just Mika and Mel left. And they're like, Hey, we already had dinner. Uh, we already did the gift exchange and, uh, here's yours. And, uh, and everyone was leaving. I was like, I was just like, Oh, I, I guys, I can't tell you how fucking heartbroken. And this shit happens. I'm not blamed. There's no blame. It was just one of those, like in a dark place for like uh, to have missed out and probably because of the source, like if I just come from a big gig or something, I probably wouldn't have been like, ah, it is what it is. Made a lot of money, but this was like coming from like the source. So it was just a shit shift. I couldn't get rid of because it's blackout period. Another reason I just left working day jobs, but it was just like, it sucked. I missed out on something that I, that I needed emotionally, um, for just something I didn't care about at all. That's the thing. That's the, that's the kind of life you don't want to live, you know? If you guys get anything from my podcast, and again, I know we talk about how I have great weeks, you know, that are like, meh, you know, I, or sorry, I have, I have perceivably great weeks that I'm like, eh, everyone's like, how could you be so nonchalant about it? That would be the best day of my, Hey, listen, all right. It's different for other people. The point is you don't want to end up at the end of your life going, oh, I missed all the things that were important to me for shit. I didn't care about. Cause you know, I was like, well, you gotta do what you gotta do. Like, nah, fuck it. Find something that you can tolerate do it to the best of your abilities and then, and then really capitalize and enjoy, you know, the shit around it, you know, the people that you love, whatever. Anyways, getting back to the point is this year, now that, uh, my fucking friends can't stop breeding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know they listen to the podcast. Um, we decided to do a brunch event and I kept forgetting that it was a brunch event. I kept going, fuck, I got plans that night. I'm working that night. I'm working that night. Oh, it's, oh, it's the daytime. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we're doing brunch again. And then I'd be thinking about like the kind of things to bring for dinner meal. And I'm like, oh, should I do potato? Oh no, that's right. It's lunch. It's lunch. All right. I'm doing daytime potatoes. I'm doing uh, home fries. So anyways, I came home Thursday and I buy these big bags full of like small potatoes, these little, like tiny little whatever ones. I slice those little bastards up. I boil them. I get them all ready for frying day of. So I did a home fries up. And I knew I had to do them on Thursday because we were doing this thing first thing Saturday morning and Friday was such a jam packed fucking day that I was like, there's no way I'm going to come home at the end of that day and be able to do this. Plus I had a bunch of other shit. I, I turned out I had to do Friday night that I completely forgot about and I've since forgot about because it's not here in my notes that I'm like, oh, thank God I didn't have to do those potatoes on Friday night because I would have been destroyed. So we did our friend brunch. It was great. I brought potatoes. Uh, Jimmy uh, brought, uh, I don't remember what the fuck Jim brought, but Alex, his lovely wife brought cinnamon buns. Holy shit. Did she ever bring cinnamon buns? These things were so big. It was like cinnamon. It was like, it was actually like Cinnabon little, little product placement there. They were so soft. They were great. She put the right amount of stuff. I fuck. And we ate it with the meal too, because they were like warm and everything. I'm like, well, I don't just to cool down. I ended up just by serving luck. I got the biggest one that she had made. Everyone's like, Oh fuck, you got the big one. I'm like, Oh, this is just the next one in the pan. What do you want from me? It was huge. Oh my God. So full. Um, Mika and Mel had made, uh, bacon and this, like, it's really cool. Like I, it's not a quiche, but it was like a, like an egg scramble in a, in a Corel dish. So it was like eggs and sausage. And then of course, and by no fault of their own, just they had uh, green peppers in it, which is like my genetic Achilles heel. I just can't eat green peppers. They just give me the worst acid reflux. And it was funny because on my way there, I'm like, oh, I haven't taken a pill in a couple days. 
I got these particularly expensive acid pills I take. Um, and, uh, hadn't taken one in a few days and I just started to feel the little twinge of like heartburn. And I'm like, Oh, it's going to be a long day. Cause I had the friend brunch, then a sampling, like I had to leave from the friend lunch so early it sucked, but I left them there to do a sampling, to turn around and leave the sampling, to do go directly out of town, to do a show that night. So it was a crazy day and I'm just driving there going, Oh, I got a little bit of heartburn. I'm like, Oh shit, I hope I can make it through the day. I hope this doesn't get too bad. And then I see the the green peppers and the eggs. I'm like, Oh, and they did. They asked if anyone had any allergies. And I was just, I don't know why, but I'm like, Oh, green peppers at breakfast. Who'd do that? Most guys would, I'll tell you. That's just, but that's what happens to me when I ask the universe, Meh, what are the odds? What next? But either way, I, I picked them out and I spoon fed them to Jimmy, which was hilarious, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time with my friends. It was good. We did our, our gift exchange, our white elephant gift exchange. Um, I had brought a little calligraphy set or whatever, which Alex got, which she was very happy about, uh, super, super happy to, uh, to have, you know, got her for that. So, um. She, she, she really liked it. It's this really cool lettering set and boards and pens and things like that. Just, and I figure since she's got the two little ones at home that, you know, maybe if in the, within her, you know, moments of downtime, it's just sort of like a little Zen sort of calm thing to play around with. She's like, oh, I get zero spare time. I have no spare time at all. I'm like, you don't have 15 minutes a day. No, not even 15 minutes a day, which I, I do have to call bullshit on. I mean, I'm a very busy person too, but I do know that I have 15 minutes a day, you know? I have 15 minutes a day. So Alex is like, no, it's go, go, go. I'm either whatever. I don't want to, I don't want to give her shit, but you know, and who am I? Maybe, maybe she has absolutely no spare time. Maybe, maybe she's that busy as a mother that, that there's just no time at all. Okay. Maybe there is, but even after Jim gets home, I'm sure she can get 15 minutes to squirrel away to herself. You know, either way she got it. She was happy about it. And that's all that matters. I, I won, uh, what was it? I won a couple little card games, as a matter of fact, which I cannot wait to learn. They're they're from another company that uh, does some games that I like, so I'm very very excited to to get a look at those. Um, somebody won a uh, a box full of car accessories, which is really cool, like uh, wiper fluid, car wipes, uh, some some definitely definitely really practical shit for your car, which is fucking awesome. Um, uh, Mel won a uh, handcrafted, you know, like. Uh, piece of home decor. I don't remember what it said, but it was like hand carved, hand painted, like sign for the wall. It's very, very nice. And, um, what the fuck did Mika get? I can't, I don't think I can remember anything beyond that. There's only five of us too. We got little done our numbers. Either way, had a nice breakfast, uh, saw the kiddos. It was kind of cool to, to play with the two little fellows who are getting older now. Um, you know, we took some pictures, whatever it was. It was a good time, dudes. It was a good time. Onesies. I, I it was nice to see my friends and it's the only, it's the only guaranteed time of year that we know we're going to get together, you know? Um, so it's nice. I like that. It's a tradition. We started a few years back and we have without fail done it every single year. So to all of you in that group who are listening, big round of applause to us. I'm not trying to do it too loud fucking make a giant noise, but I think to all of us, uh, hats off for, uh, for that tradition that we've started and we've kept alive. Well, everyone has hosted at one point. It's been a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, and we talked this year about, uh, maybe having Chris along for it. Chris, uh, a good friend of ours from way back in the day. I think that with all the people who can or can't make it over the course of the year, um, it's really, uh, I think, uh, we should, we should have our good friend, Chris and his lovely wife, Rebecca, uh, to this things. Cause, uh, 
you know, it's uh, it's good times, dear. It's a lot of fun, and um, oh, it makes me feel young again having all the old fellas back together. <sighs> Sorry, how do I get keep getting shit on this fucking windscreen? Oh, that's gonna drive me crazy. Not good for my ADD. Good time. I went and did the thing. I did this gig in Pembroke. Oh, let me tell you. All right, this is probably the last story. Yeah. Oh no, two more stories. Two more stories. The Pembroke story, and then something else. Um, Pembroke was way the fuck. Oh, I went Christmas shopping with mom too. That was fun. Oh man, guys, did I ever have so much fun this week? Did it was so much fun buying rims and tires and failing at all my interviews. Uh, <laughs> can't look at it like that. Got to look at it as a positive. Listen, um, the gig in Pembroke Saturday night. Oh, after being on my feet all day and having to dip out early with my friends, that really sucked. I I really had fun with my friends on Saturday. I, I don't see them enough, but it's all, it's all different now, eh? Everybody's adults, adulting, as the children say, um, as if they had a fucking clue what it actually means. You know what I mean? Like when you're in your, what, it depends on how early you have kids and get some real responsibilities, you know, but you're just living your life day by day, paying the bills, learn what it's like to go to work and give up your dreams a little bit. <laughs> but then when you have kids and all that, like, I mean, I just look at all my friends and all of them, same dynamic. Kids, houses, marriage, all that shit. I'm happy for them. I'm happy. But it's just, oh, and I'm so not an adult. God damn it. I wasn't even trying to talk about that shit. Pembroke, all right? Had a good morning, my friends. Then I'm off to the fucking grind. And then after that, it's uh, it's off to this gig in Pembroke. And uh, if you don't know anything about Pembroke, um, you're lucky. No, I'm kidding. It's It's just a small town a couple hours away from where I live. Um, but, but big military, very blue collar. Um, and went to do this gig for, I guess the nuclear plant, which we didn't know when we were going. It's funny enough when you get a gig and you don't get a lot of info on it, that's usually a red flag. But, uh, that gig guys, let me tell you, finally get there. All right. And I'm already exhausted from the day I get there. I meet the other comic and, um, then we start looking at the setup and the stage is right next to where they're serving the whole buffet dinner, 400 people in this ballroom. And the stage is as far as it can be from the tables. That's a horrible thing. You need the audience nice and close for standup. I've probably talked about this shit before, but the audience there, there's no spotlight also hurts the show wide open gymnasium. Um, the mic is wireless again. Hey, Hey, what do you know? Wireless mic again. So it's basically just going down the laundry list of like, you know, oh, and they're going to serve dessert while we go on, which is 400 forks and knives hitting plates, you know, you know, what, 30 yards away from the stage. So they're barely going to be listening to begin with. We're going to walk out in front of the speakers, which means the mic's going to feed back into it, creating sound loops and shit like that. Just, it's basically everything that can go wrong for a gig. Luckily it's a short gig, 30 minutes. I'm doing 10, Brendan's doing 20. So I grin and bear it, do a little crowd work, get them, get them laughing. I actually did quite a good job for the 10 and I was like right on the mark, 10 minutes, boom, pass it right off to Brendan. Um, and Brendan did well when he was doing crowd work. But then as soon as we tried to be comics, right. And do material, they, they started chatting, they would yell shit out and whatever. So Brendan had more time too. Um, so it, it, it sort of had to go. There was some people there who was just like old and didn't want to be a part of it right. Didn't know there's comedy. Didn't give a shit. And under the conditions, like I'm telling you guys right now, a show can live or die just on the setup. And you might not believe it, right. You might believe it about as much as I believe that you don't have 15 minutes in a day when you're a mother. <laughs> so here I am like, listen, you gotta believe me. Sure. Sure. 
I'm telling you, you can have the best comic in the world. You give them shitty sound and lights, bad setup. It's going to affect the show. You can, you can eat a big dick. doesn't matter how funny you are. If they can't hear you, they're not paying attention. The drunks in the back of the room are louder than you are. There's, there's no fucking way you can win. So grin and Barrett, get that show with over with, take the money and run. And, um, and then this happens, this, this is frustrating as, as a comic, probably as just any human being in general, but it happens to us a lot because of these small town shows and not being from the area is I'll drive out to an event because I was so go, go, go. I didn't have a chance to get gas beforehand. So I get to, to Pembroke and then my gas light comes on. And then, then I, I was like, that's fine. I'll, I'll grab gas at whatever a gas station. So when you do, when you're in a small town, you don't know, I, I use Google maps. I go, okay, Google, I go to gas stations and I'm like, all right, where's the nearest gas station? Google it. And it's, like, oh, there's, there's a shell just over here. Cause I found in the past that you'll get like some no name gas station. And then you drive down the street and it's fucking out of business. You're like, oh, great. So I'm like shell. Okay. Shell should be in business. Gr- drive to the shell. Shell is closed. I can't even remember if it looked like it was out of business. I was like, oh shit. So I go to the next one. Oh, Petro Canada. Okay. Petro Canada is another big name that that should be open. I drive to the Petrocan. I see the lights off, but there's a dude inside behind like a cage. And I was like, oh, maybe the dude's here. So maybe it's just, it's just the signs burnt out or something. So I drive up, I, I see him there, try to wave, get his attention from outside. You know, I, I waving at him and then he just reaches over, grabs the sign and like flicks the light on showing the hours that they're closed. I was like, yeah, I know, dude, I know, but I go, what fucking gas station is open? I didn't swear. I go, I know, but what, what station is open? Because I go, my lights on. And if I keep driving, like I was driving like two, three kilometers in between gas stations, trying to find one that was open. So I was like, what gas station is open now? You know, if I have to keep driving around, I'm going to run out of gas before I find one that's open. What gas? And then he eventually he's like, oh, you know, he's turning off his Bluetooth headphones that he's got on while he's doing his work, which is fine. Good for him. Um, but he's like, yeah, you go to the fucking blah, 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 blah up there. And I was like, okay. And it's open. He goes, it's open 24 hours. And I go, okay, can I just verify? I'm going to pull up my phone right now. I put it on the phone. I go, this one is, let me see it. And now it's all through the window, not the window inside, like the window outside. Like he refused to even let me in, have a conversation with me. Like I wasn't an animal. And, uh, so anyways, finally, yeah, 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 that's the one I go. Okay. Thanks man. Sorry. You know, get my car, drive off, fill up all that shit. You know, I saw a guy driving like in front of me on the way to that gas station. He had his, his, um, trunk was open. It was just sort of bobbing a little bit, like one inch. So it was like basically popped, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't flying open. It was just sort of like bouncing up and down one or two inches. And I was like, oh shit, his trunk's open. I'm like, I wonder if he knows, but I've told, I've told people before I've given people like a little honk and been like, Hey, your trunk's open. They're like, yeah, I know asshole. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, thanks. So this guy, you know, give him a little pip, pip. You know, and he didn't, he didn't know what was going on. He wasn't paying attention. So at one point I, you know, he turns onto the highway in small towns, like the highway is kind of like on and off with gas stations. I give him a little bip, bip. He finally pulls over and I just go to him and I go, Hey man, I'm sorry if you know this already, but just want to let you know, both your, your gas tank are, are open and your trunks open. And he goes, Oh shit. No, I didn't know. I go, okay, cool. Just, I just wanted you to know, blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right, all right. So I pull into the gas station. He pulls in to stop his stuff. He goes, yeah, I guess the long, young lad must have thrown his hockey gear in there and didn't didn't close it all the way. And I go, no, no worries. Just, I go, you're about to get on the highway, do a hundred and that's hundred kilometers, not miles, but hundred kilometers. You know, if you go over bumps and shit, that might pop open. Then you might actually lose something in there. I just didn't want you to know that. That's what I should have done. Can you tell me about the time you went above and beyond? Well, I actually took the time to tell this guy his trunk was open and this and that. Like, 
You know? Ah, oh, whatever. It's one of those things where like, I want to call up after the fact and tell them like 15 stories I've thought of since and just been like, at the time, I'm not like, oh God, how good am I? I'm just like, listen, I'm a dude, man. I love everybody. I hold doors for people. I help people with shit out to the cars. Like, I would love to tell those TV stories. Even that just, yeah, there's just a guy who's driving. I'm like, shit, man. Middle of the night in Pembroke. I mean, I'm not an ax murderer, but you know, I want to help people out. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Who cares? <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, there's that. That was a thing. And uh, I'm glad that was over. I don't know. I, I hate that small town shit. <laughs> Just the finding the gas part. I remember when Crystal and I were in the Cabot trail, it was like, we were just driving around having a good time. We're like, oh, we'll stop and get gas. And then when we finally stopped and asked someone like, Hey, we got no cell phone reception or anything up here. Like they're like, Oh, and we're like, yeah, where's the next gas station? And they're like, Oh, the next gas station is like 30 minutes away and it closes in, in 30 minutes. So you better get there. We're like, Jesus Christ. All right, let's fucking go. honey. That's the thing with small towns, right? It's like, it's like your day is over at a particular time and that's just it. You don't have your gas. Well, I guess you fucked up then. So either way, I'd love to, I'd love to hear your guys. I'd love to hear your guys' stories. Can you guys do that for me? Even my, my faithful three Tiff, Red and Chris, the ones who seem to email me on a regular basis. You know, how do you guys answer that question? Can you tell me about a time where you made a mistake and then what you did to make it right? Can you tell me about a time where you went, gave exceptional customer service and went above and beyond? You know, can you tell me about a time where you took on more responsibility than you were capable of and how you dealt with that situation? This is what I said to them. They asked me like a time where I set, where, I, where you set an impossible goal that you knew you wouldn't meet. And then what steps you took to actually meet it. And I'm like, well, I'm self-employed. This is what I said to her. I go, well, I go, the truth of the matter is I've been working very hard on myself in the last year or so to try not to, you know, make commitments that I can't do, you know? So I, I've been, I've been doing everything in my power not to set goals that are impossible and, uh, and then she goes, no, but a time, like a boss gave you, I go, I'm self-employed. <laughs> I'm the same guy doing it to me. You know, I don't go out of my way. She's like, well, maybe one of those other jobs, like your brand ambassador. I go, eh, three hour shifts. They're like, go here and hand out drinks. You know, it never, never gets beyond what I can fucking handle. Again, that's one of the reasons I say yes to these jobs. You know, what do you want from me? God damn it. Um, I'm getting a ton of, oh, series dictating. And I'm glad that she knows that word. Ross Brown replied. Oh, for Christ's sakes, I'm getting shitloads of Twitter messages now. Leave me alone. That's too much. Um, what else? What else? I finished Grand Theft Auto V. Yes, I did. This fucking completionist, while he's busy, busy, also has the amount of downtime to sit around and fuck around with Grand Theft Auto. So I finished it, goddammit. All of the stuff, all of the trophies, all the bridges, all the flights, all the stunt jumps, all the... Did you notice peyote in the game? There's 27 peyote plants in that fucking game. And I went around, and I ate them all. And every time you eat one, you turn into an animal. That's the thing in the game. I don't even know if you knew that, but it was added in the PS4 and Xbox one editions of uh, Grand Theft Auto five. And I did that too. I did all of it. I had to play the game all over again from the beginning, just to get one achievement or one trophy. This is stupid. It's video game stuff, but you know what? I'm done with that game. I played it. I did my time. My sentence is over. What a great game. And now I can move on to Red Dead Redemption and a million other games that I don't really need to spend time playing because I should be focused on my standup, but I'm not, I'm aware of how I'm fucking my own goals. <sighs> Have yourself a merry little Christmas. 
Or enjoy the holidays, cause Christmas isn't a thing anymore, says the SJWs. So don't wish anyone any particular kinds of happiness, because happiness is subjective. Conti people who are mad at you for saying nice things in public. I think that's as much as I got in me for that. I wonder, if I, I wonder if I pissed anyone off with my little ad-lib song there. Don't be a bitch to strangers in a Costco. They're 81 years old. <laughs> Just read cereal boxes together and hum a tiny tune. Um, <laughs> fuck. All right, let's fucking move on with this. I did the peyote animal thing last night, which I thought was particularly po- was particularly funny. Um, uh-oh, uh-oh, did I just paint myself into a corner? I don't have my, I was like, oh, I can do all my, my sound cues on my, my phone, but I don't know if I have the one for portablepress.com. You bet you fucking ass I do. I uh, just talked long enough to stall and bring up the app. My partners. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. See, there you go. That's how it works on this thing. It doesn't work properly. Um, so yeah, because I did the peyote animal one, I was trying to think of an article that I could read that would, or at least one of my uncle John's bathroom readers that would maybe, uh, link it a little bit. And I was trying to find something Christmassy holiday EE and, um, I couldn't, but I did find uncle John's bathroom reader nature calls. And I figured I would spend a lot of time running around in the desert playing Grand Theft Auto, right? Looking for peyote. I figured Nature Calls would be a great one. And I picked an article, very simple name on this one. It's just called Q&A. So wherein we answer some of your most burning nature questions. So one of the questions is, can trees talk? The answer, talk may be too strong a word, but many scientists do believe that trees communicate with one another. Really? Oregon physicist Ed Wagner says, or Wagner, depending on how you say it, Uh, If you chop into a tree, you can see that adjacent trees put out an electrical pulse, like, uh, like a cry of alarm. Yeah. I actually have heard that, that, that that trees make sounds. It's also plants nearby. Like if you break plants or things like that in a lab, like the other ones, they actually like kind of fucking freak out. Uh, people have known there was communication between trees for several years, but they've explained it by the chemical trees produce. Uh, I think the real communication is much quicker and more dramatic than that. This is an auto- automatic response. What? Uh, the chemical theory is worth mentioning too, though. In 1979, Davy Rodez, uh, a chemist and zoologist, it's not Rhodes like you would think, Rodez, a, chemi- a chemist and zoologist in Seattle did an experiment on willow trees. Can you imagine if they had asked me in this interview to read out loud? I would have fucking botched it even worse. All right, let's start that fucking paragraph over again. I'm going to do something right today. I swear to God. Um, the chemical theory is worth mentioning too, though. In 1979, Davy Rhodes, a chemist and zoologist in Seattle, did an experiment on willow trees. He set up two plots of trees near each other. One group was infested with caterpillars. The other was not. After about two weeks, Rhodes found that as a way of protecting themselves, the willows in the caterpillar plot had started to produce a chemical that was distasteful to the insects. Not surprising. The amazing part was that the untouched trees, the ones that hadn't had any caterpillar attacks at all, started producing the same chemical as though the affected trees had somehow warned their neighbors. Um, interesting, but at the same time, you could just say that there was something in the air that made them produce that shit too. I don't know. I don't think, yeah, I don't know about that. You know what? Whatever. That's info. 
<sighs> Who knows? Okay. Why is ice slippery? Hmm. Hmm. Answer. <laughs> the simple answer is because there's water on it. But where that water comes from is the source of much debate. For decades, the, the accepted explanation was that putting pressure on ice, like a person standing on it, lowered its freezing temperature, thus causing a thin layer of water to form. When the pressure was removed, the theory went the water refroze. Um, yeah, it's a weird way to phrase that. But when the, when the pressure was removed, the theory went that water, the water refroze. But most scientists now believe this is to be totally wrong. Uh, these days, there are two dominant theories. The first isn't new. It was proposed in 1850 by British physicist Michael Faraday. He believed that the surface of ice by its nature just always includes a very thin layer of water. In 1996, University of California, Berkeley, I would already say fuck this Berkeley guy. It's like, oh yeah, the ice guy in California, you know, that place where it never even fucking rains. Uh, let alone snows or ice is over. He's a cocksucker. Anyway, <laughs> in 1996, University of California, Berkeley chemist, Gaber Samorajay, that guy sounds like a guy who comes from an even hotter place than fucking California, claimed that he'd proven Faraday's assertion with an experiment that measured how electrons bounced off of ice. Ooh, interesting. They bounced differently if there was water, uh, than when the solid surface was dry. Okay, so hold on. They bounce differently if there was water than when the surface was dry. But uh, Mikkel Salmarin, another UC Berkeley chemist, was quick to disagree. He did his own experiment dragging a tiny needle across the surface of a piece of ice and finding that there was actually a great deal of resistance. This led him to calculate, sorry, this led him to conclude that ice on its own isn't really that slippery after all. Instead, Salmarin proposed it is friction or movement that causes a slight rise in temperature and creates a thin layer of melted water on the surface of ice. The tip of his needle was so small, it did not cause much friction, explaining why it met with resistance. The blade of an ice skate, however, would cause a great deal more friction melting the ice and allowing the skater to glide along. Uh, Salmarin was quick to note, though, that his explanation should not be taken as fact, it's just a theory. And so it seems that even the scientists are stumped by this question, as one chemist from Lawrence University said, ice is a very mysterious solid. Wow. I feel like I know just about as much now as I did before. It's like, why is ice slippery? I don't know. Fuck cold and wet, bitch. Um, Dr. J.W. of the One Man Podcast says... <laughs> Last question. Why is the sky blue? Oh, here's one that we all kind of know. It's because of the atmosphere, right? Let's see what it says. The short answer, it's not. The longer answer, it's all about light. The Earth's atmosphere, oh, there you go, I'm super smart, uh, is made up of all kinds of things, mostly oxygen and nitrogen gases, but also water vapor, dust particles, bits of salt from the ocean, and more. All light includes a variety of colors that travel from the light source to our eyes and waves. All the colors combined look white to us. As uh, sorry, and as light from the sun travels through open space without any obstructions, it maintains that white color. But as soon as the light hits the Earth's atmosphere and various waves start bumping into things, gases, dust, salt, and so on, uh, each substance affects the light differently, absorbing or reflecting the colors at different rates and speeds. The gases in the Earth's atmosphere absorb the blue light and reflect it all around, giving the impression to our eyes that the sky is blue. In reality, however, it's black which you can see at night when there's no sunlight. Oh, oh, oh. Cool fact, 
on earth, the sun looks yellow. If you look at it all, if you look at it all, which you shouldn't do. Um, but that's because yellow is one of the waves of light that doesn't get scattered by the atmosphere. If you were in space, the sun would look white because in it's light includes all the colors and there's no atmosphere to get in the way. Hey, and the running feet on this, how about this? And this one's a little Christmassy reindeer once lived in Nevada, Tennessee, and Spain. Um, all places where there's shitty country music. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and the running feet on the second page. And this one made my heart melt. It's a sweet little one. Male mice sing love songs in tones too high for human ears or sorry, humans to hear. It doesn't matter. Same shit. Hey, how cute is that? Male mice sing love songs. It's adorable to me. Adorable. Little mousy singing love songs. Oh, geez. It's so cute. Um, and that guys was uncle John's bathroom reader Q and a from my partners at portablepress.com, Huh? Yeah. And now I'm going to stop that so that the fucking absolute one doesn't play immediately afterwards. That's the one thing I can't figure out on the phone is how do I make my thing not play the next, uh, the next one, huh? That was cute. Right now we know that trees make sap when they sit next to each other. We know that ice is ice and what the fuck, who cares? Um, yeah, don't stand on it. doesn't matter. Why is it slippery? It matters that it is slippery and you will fall if you're not, you know, and then finally, why is the sky blue for anyone who didn't know that for how about that? I'll tell you what, right. We're going to relate that back to my parents here. All my newfound parents. Now you have the answer for when your cast, why is the sky blue? You know, you don't have to be like, I don't fucking know. Go back and watch your goddamn cartoons. You know? Yeah. The atmosphere. Cause that's what parents were. I knew it was the atmosphere, but why? Well, light reflects differently. Oh, why? I don't know. I don't know. Josh hasn't told me yet. I get all my information from the one man podcast. No, I'm kidding. So what else we got? Absolute comedy guys. I got dates coming up. Absolute comedy this month. All right. I will be at absolute comedy Kingston from December 27th to the 31st. And, uh, oh, I wonder if I told you guys about this. I don't know if I told you, I don't know if I told you, I'll tell you now though. Um, I, I've got a friend that I work with, uh, through my band ambassador stuff. And uh, now this one, this is one I'm not going to pretend like it's no big deal. Okay. This one I'm excited for. I'm excited. I will tell you when it happens. There's always a chance. Good things can fall through. But in the meantime, I actually have something that I'm, uh, I'm kind of excited about. Um, I am going to be in Kingston from the 27th to the 31st. However, um, the 30th is dark. There's no show on the Sunday. So I'm going to be in Kingston until Saturday, the 29th. I'm going to come home. I'm actually doing uh, a brand ambassador thing on both Saturday and Sunday. I believe I got to double check, but I'm doing, I know I'm doing something. Jesus Christ. Am I doing something on the, the 30th? I believe I did take a shift. Doesn't matter. I'm doing something on the 30th. I maybe do something on the 31st as well. And then, uh, and then on, on Christmas or whatever, new year's Eve. Sorry, that's just me going through my calendar right now. It's like, I'm like, I think I'm a, oh shit, did I? A total ADD moment. Um, but on New Year's Eve, all right, I'm not driving back to Kingston. Oh no. A friend of mine who I've done brand ambassador stuff with, Max. Max, the young fella who was with that lady because of the air conditioning, whom this podcast is responsible for ending his relationship. Uh, sorry. <laughs> but Max is a pilot. A talented little fucker. Uh, I'll tell you that much right now. Max has got fucking stories from here till, till the ends of the earth. Um, but, uh, he's a pilot. So Max has, uh, has gone to the trouble of reserving a plane. All right. At the, uh, the Rockcliffe, uh, airport. 
And what's going to happen on the, on the Monday, the new year's Eve day is that Max and I are driving out to the fucking airport. And that little motherfucker is going to fly us to Kingston for the gig on, uh, on the 31st. So I am flying in the first time in my career. I got a private fucking plane. All right. It's not, it's not like one of those goddamn private jets. All right. It's not that good. Not yet. Not yet. But this year, oh, and can I tell you guys a fun little thing that I totally forgot is, uh, is that this week, which fucking day is it on Friday of this week marks my 10 year anniversary in stand up comic. I in stand up comic in stand up comedy. All right. I have been performing this coming Friday, running my mouth in front of strangers for 10 years. Um, that's super cool. Super exciting. I'm very happy about that. Thank you to everyone who's been patient and, and part of it. And thanks for everything. Honest to God, guys, I, I really appreciate every one of you who's been, you know, fans and, and paying attention to my shit. Uh, I love you all very much. So yeah, I'm excited for that. But, um, but yeah, so Max and I are going to fly in. It's not, it's not a private jet thing, but it's, Hey, it's still, it's a private plane for Christ's sake. I mean, me and this guy in the plane, boom, up in the air, down in Kingston for new year's Eve, do the show, have a great time back in the plane, fly home like a goddamn rock star. All right. That is absolutely, absolutely amazing to me. And I so, so cannot wait for this experience. I am super grateful. So thank you, Max, for doing that to me. It costs us nothing, nothing, no cost. Huh? How about that shit? Amazing. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. So stay tuned. I will tell you guys more about that shit as about, but how but this is one of the times where I actually enjoy being me. All right. Very, very cool that this is something I get to do. So, so positivity, positivity. And I'll tell you guys more about that. So Kingston, my ass is driving to you and then flying to you. Um, December 27th to 31st, I will be headlining my home club in Ottawa, February 19th to 24th. Okay, so check that shit out. And now I am prepared to play you guys the ad properly from the phone. So always check out my sponsors and partners, absolutecomedy.ca. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. And we're back. Who's another one of my partners? I'll tell you who is, goddamn. Summersby. Summersby, Cronenberg, all the, the members of the, the Carlsberg family there, guys. This holiday season, you're looking for something a little different. All right, something to tantalize the taste, but maybe you're not into eggnog because it's too sweet. Maybe you're not into wine or scotch or something because it's too goddamn bitter. What do we do? Huh? You can't just stand there shrugging your shoulders. You reach for a goddamn Summersby or any of the family of flavors therein because you got blackberry, you got the regular apple Summersby, you got red rhubarb, you got watermelon, you got pear, right? Well, they're a little too sweet. Well, go with the Summersby semi-dry then, you fucking angry cocksucker. Huh? little sweetness in your life makes you unhappy bullshit all right 
Or maybe you go, ah, but I want something that feels kind of sweet, but isn't really. Well, then you reach for one of those Cronenberg Blancs, right? Absolutely delicious. Or maybe one of the newer Cronenberg Blanc Fruit Rouge, huh? The Fruit Rouge there, the Fruit Rouge, the Fruit Rouge. The only one's bilingual when you're saying Fruit Rouge. It's fucking delicious too. So check those out this holiday season, guys. Get yourself something a little nice. If you haven't tried one of the White Summers, what's that? Boom, half Summersby. Boom, half Cronenberg Blanc. There you go. A nice little beverage, all right? A lot of my listeners have heard this shit. It's delicious. They're taking a peek, huh? Where'd this accent come? That's not a Denmark. It's Denmark, I think, that it comes from. Summersby. Wow, how did I forget? It's right in the fucking ad. All the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter. That's what that's what I say in it. The people in Denmark are smarter. Some people still don't. Like, they will call me up after listening to the podcast for a year and go, is that you in that Summersby? Yeah. Yeah, it's me. You don't think I you don't think I can do fucking voice chat? You think I'm some kind of fucking clown? I'm here to amuse you, but I have no talent. Anyways. That leaves one one guys, one more partner. And who could it be? Well, it's DK, Northern Kindersley, my partners at DK.com slash CA or DK.com in states. And I got two books. All right. I got two picture books here that they sent me that I wanted to include into one episode. And the reason being is that they kind of go together and they sent me so many friggin' books again that there's no way I'm going to get through all of them without taking two months. And you know what? They got even more stuff coming down the pipeline. I, I got to get to it. I got to get to it. And it's the holiday season, right? I want you guys to know about these in case you want to get out there. So this week, all right, and you're probably going to get the theme as soon as I say this title of the second book. But the first book is called Fearless and Fantastic, Female Superheroes Save the World. And it is a book by DK and Marvel. Um, it has got almost, almost all of the female uh, Marvel characters in it. Each one of them with their own page with a huge profile. Brave, strong, determined, smart, and daring. Meet the amazing Marvel superheroes who use their powers to help others save the day. How do su- Jesus excuse me, how do superstar pilot and space explorer Captain Marvel protect Earth from alien threats? Hmm? Why did genius inventor Moon Girl form a crime-fighting duo with a T-Rex named Devil Dinosaur? And how did Gamora become the deadliest woman in the galaxy? Discover the amazing stories of all these female heroes and many more, including Miss Marvel, Spider-Woman, Squirrel Girl, Shuri, Quake, Black Widow, America Chavez, and Storm. With a foreword by Kelly Thompson, writer for Marvel Comics. Well, I don't give a fuck about her foreword. I read this book, guys. I did. I read it cover to cover. One of the things I had time to do this week. And you know what? It's a great book. I really enjoyed this. And I got to say, all right, it's a great book to boost. I mean, fuck, who's kidding who, right? Like I said, I mean, I made a joke earlier in this episode. The the fact that, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm the enemy. I'm the, the white guy. I was joking. But there's, we're in a time to, I mean, like I try to empathize. I try to empathize with women. I know that, that, you know, a guy's life looks like it's fucking perfect. And to guys, women's life look like they're perfect because we, again, we do that grass is greener bullshit where we always just look at the good things of someone's life. We don't, we don't practice a lot of empathy to go, ah, what do they go through? You know, but there's a lot of shit women go through, you know, and, and geez, I'm not pandering. I'm really not. I'm just trying to think of how to phrase this without pissing anyone off because, uh, that's what happens. You, you open your mouth and then someone gets mad, but it's, it's not easy to be a woman. It, it really isn't. And especially, you know, I've been watching a lot of things about movies and stuff where there's, um, people like, uh, Kumal Nanjiani who talks about how, uh, you know, how he grew up his whole life. The movies he loved were all represented by white people. If you don't know who Kumail Nanjiani is, he's the guy who was in, uh, I think it was called love sick or, or 
crazy in love or something like that. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Well, you got a phone, Josh. Let's pull it up and find out what it's called. I wasn't prepared to, I'm making a point that I'm not even prepared to make, but Kamal Nanjani was, was getting a lot of, um, I don't even know if I can spell his name correct. I really hope I spelled it right. Okay. Um, he, they were doing a bit of a, a segment at the Oscars this year and his movie big sick. It wasn't big in love or crazy. It was the big sick. Um, but it was, it was recognized as some, uh, as an Oscar contender this last year. And they were doing this big montage at the beginning of the Oscars because the Oscars is a pandemonium, you know, it's, oh, it's how do we make everyone happy? Like it's, it's the opposite of the spectrum. We are trying to practice empathy, but I, I just think it's crazy. Oh, what am I doing? I'm trying to review DK here and I'm bringing my own goddamn agenda. And the point I'm trying to make is that he, one of the things he said was that he grew up watching the movies with all of his heroes and stuff like that. And they were always white guys. And he's like, but I always had to relate to you being a brown guy and watching movies with white heroes and white main characters. He's like, I'm there. I think we're in a time now where we can do movies where you can relate to me for a change. Don't be like, well, the guy wasn't, I don't get it. It was brown. Yeah. It's like, well, you can relate to me, you know, like, like we can relate to each other. I don't have to always not see things that relate to me in movies or whatever. And it's just, I think that that's, you know, we've had female superheroes for a long time, but it's, it's like the same one happens when someone introduces a comedian. It's like, Oh, your next com comic is a female comic. It's like, well, why is that a thing? You know, why does that need to be addressed? We're, we're, you know, I'm just a comic too. Like the fact that I'm a female shouldn't really make it this different thing, but you know, it, it is, it is nice to have something like this where you turn around and you go, you know what, you know, yeah, maybe all the most popular superheroes are guys, but there's a lot of amazing, amazing, uh, Marvel characters that the whole universe would be insanely different, different without. I think it's really cool that Captain Marvel comes out this year. Um, which is a super, again, I've got a, I don't know. You guys will probably never hear it, but I hear it clear as a bell right now is, is I've got my recording one man podcasting up in the hallway and I can hear the conversation verbatim word for word out in the hallway of what's going on right now. You know, I can only sit in one place and do this podcast. They can go anywhere and have their conversation. Fucking assholes. Um, anyways, right, right. As I was building finally to my point about how I think it's good to take a second and showcase these characters, Captain Marvel's movie comes out this year and she's, it, she has been listed as the most powerful character in the Marvel universe, um, which is amazing. It's cool to see that there's going to be, you know, a, to have the second, uh, Avengers movie with her in it and her being the strongest character. I think that's really, really cool. Says a lot. They're putting, they're, they're, they're balancing this shit out. You know what I mean? It's about time that, that women receive the dues that they're earned. Um, fucking women are incredible, but the, the best people in my life are women. Honest to God, they really, they really are. And, um, I don't know. I, I really wanted to give this book to Michaela this year. I didn't want to give her to the only reason I, I didn't want to give it to her was because I didn't want it to seem like I was trying to push my, my nerdy comic book glove on her. But I, I feel like at her age, you know, and the way the world is sometimes like, I, I think we're in a, a real sort of pushback, you know, men are kind of that the insecure men at least are the ones who are like, Oh, these women are taken over and they don't want us to be. It's like, look, we just need to be, we were really wrong for a long time. A lot of guys were wrong and trying to make women feel like they were this inferior gender or something. And they're not, it's we're different, different for sure. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. Some ladies are like, men are the fucking worst and there's nothing. It's like, look, you guys need to calm down too. All right. We got to find we're looking for striving for gender equality, you know, then let's, let's be on the same terms. But I love stuff like this that comes out and goes, Hey, the guys are always the ones that are celebrated. And, uh, 
And this is a great book that celebrates the female superhero. So you get to go through every page and, and learn something about a character that you may not have known about where their what their backstory is, where they come from, what, what their motivators were and everything right down to Maria Hill from shield, you know, Gamora's in here. Uh, the lady Thor is in here. There's a lot of like lady versus things, but Peggy Carter, um, uh, what was it? Peggy Carter. And what's the other one? Fuck Maggie Carter. Oh God. Mary Jane is even showcased. Mary Jane's not a superhero, but she's showcased and she's appreciated for who she was in this too. It is Peggy Carter. It's gotta be Peggy Carter. Squirrel girl's absolutely hysterical by the way. So you got to read about her stuff. Um, but a great book at, at a time where, where people need to feel good about themselves. Everybody needs to feel good, uh, about themselves. And, uh, and we're going to fucking get there. God damn it. Gender equality. So fearless and fantastic female superheroes save the world is a wicked book. It showcases incredibly strong women, even though they're fictional. Okay. That's uh, a very, very cool showcase of, uh, these women. And, uh, and I'm, I'm super jazzed. I really am about that book. And I, th I still think I'm going to give it to her, but I'll just probably give it to her as a nice little gift on the side, as opposed to that. Cause I want her to feel good about herself. You know, she's a young lady and she's a fucking amazing human being. And, um, yeah. You know, I think that's good. Now, the other book that I got, so again, one last time, Fearless and Fantastic, Female Superheroes Save the World. Great book, uh, out just in time before Captain Marvel, you know, the same way Black Panther gave a lot of people inspiration to see like a black lead, a black superhero, you know, and just how amazingly well it did is super, super fucking inspiring. I love that. I absolutely love that. And I think that this is an example of, of some of the great, ah, whatever, you know, I've kissed its ass. It's a great fucking book. Okay. And it, it is just for the record, it's not, I'm not going to say it's a kid's book, but it's, it's a great read for a kid. So if you got a little, you know, that's the thing too, is that, that women don't get included in shit like that very often. Cause everyone just assumes that, oh, well, comic books are for boys or whatever. And I know we're changing, but there's still pushback, which leads me to my second book. And perhaps some of the stigmas that it helps squash is women in gaming. All right. Women in gaming, 100 professionals of play. This book is fucking awesome. Cause again, there are lots of girl gamers. All right. Lots of girl gamers. And this book showcases girl gamers, developers, people who help change the game. All right. No pun intended. Women in gaming, 100 professionals of play. This insightful and celebratory book highlights women who helped to establish the video game industry, women who disrupt it, women who fight to diversify it and young women who will someday lead it featuring household names and unsung heroes. Each individual profiled plays an important uh, role in the gaming industry. So it's really cool because some of them um, like, uh, Charisma Williams is an Xbox and Oculus VR senior, uh, UI UX designer. Um, you got people like Jane NG senior game artist at valve. Like these are people who are, it's not just like, this is not just like, Hey, 100, you know, Twitch and YouTube people, you know, these are people who actually are in the development who help pioneer things. Um, and it's absolutely amazing because it actually has, again, as in all beautiful DK style, beautiful imagery, great profiles. There's even like test, I don't want to say testimonials, but I don't know how else to, to do it. There's, there's things like a day in the life of somebody, you know, a senior animator or something like that. They've got their Twitter handles in here so you can actually follow them. And I think that's great because you might have young ladies who are looking to get into things and it's like, it's great to read a page on someone, but to be able to go right into their Twitter to, to, you know link up, follow them on socials, be able to actually tweet to them and learn stuff. But they, you know, they've got their, um, it's cool how they do the bios too. The bios are almost, um, written and designed like it's a character sheet in a video game. They've got this really nice pixeled art form, you know, and it puts like experience stats, standard equipment, things like that into them. They've got a lot of imagery of like the games themselves. So like you can see some of them have like the halo game with them. Um, 
There was one from Valve. There was like an Xbox title. They've got timelines in here. Um, it's it's so much fun. Just, uh, these day in the life sections are great. A day in the life of a user research analyst, you know. Um, so again, young women who enjoy gaming but aren't just like, oh, I like playing games because that's again, that's that's it's got to be just as tough for like the quote unquote YouTuber market perhaps as it is for like in standup. It's like, oh, well, why is it you know why do why do guy channels have more views or why do girl channels have more views? None of that shit matters. At the end of the day, it really doesn't. It's more of like, be as, be as funny or be as driven, be as goal oriented, be as successful, be as hardworking as you can. At the end of the day, we, we say in the industry, it's like, be undeniable and you'll, you'll rise to the top. The cream always rises to the top. Okay. Which is why I'm not bitching and complaining that I'm not further along in my career because I'm not working that hard at it. All right. I know when I'm dragging ass and I can't turn around and go, but why am I not? Look, yeah, you fucking dragging ass, you're dragging ass. But again, this is a great thing for anyone who wants to get into the industry who might be like, oh, but I'm just, you know, I'm a girl, but I like games. Why, why is it seen that, you know, that I wouldn't be these, this is a great book that shows how many women have been so, so influential in the development of games, in the production, the art, the, the playing, the promotion, all of that stuff. It's a great book. Women in gaming, 100 professionals of play this week. I have absolutely no shame as a white male saying that there's two fantastic books from my partners at DK, right? Dorling Kindersley to, to basically put out some fucking awesome, heavy hitting, uh, female content. And it's a great thing this time of year. If you've got a young lady in your life, who's into comic books or into video games, these are two great books that are going to help her feel good about herself, feel good about being a woman because women are fucking, they're smart. <laughs> I'm just laughing at myself just because how I chose to phrase that. It's not like, Hey, women are smart, but you know what I mean? Women, women are engineers. Women are super fucking heroes. Okay. And it's, uh, you know what? If you listen to this podcast, you know, my heart's in the right place. All right. Before you start getting mad at me, women, I mean, smart, because I was trying to think of a word for like, you know, they're inventive. I'm trying to think of this, these developer women, they're smart. They're intelligent. They know computers. They know gaming. They're, they're, you know, those chicks are fucking fun too. It's fun meeting gamer chicks. You know, you could shoot the shit about the legend of Zelda or something fun like that. So it's cool, you know, because you're a girl doesn't mean that you're, you're excluded from certain types of things. At least that was how it felt for a long time. And here's two books that really, whoops, really help you, you feel uh, a part of things and, uh, and whatnot. You know what? Hey, if, if, if watching the Oscars and it only being women presenters makes you feel inspired, why don't you pick up these two things and check out some chicks who are actually doing some things, not just going, you know what? I, I handed out a trophy because this year. This year was the year where everybody was, everyone's in, there's real change because it's only women presenting. Like, no, that's just the opposite. It's just the opposite. Doesn't, doesn't move us forward. Um, and again, I'm sorry, DK, for putting my own shit <laughs> in there while, uh, while doing reviewing your books, but they are two great books guys. And, uh, you know, you got a little lady in your life who use a little pick me up. Those are uh, two, two examples. All right. So that's it guys. Uh, DK. Uncle John's bathroom readers at portablepress.com, absolutecomedy.ca, and Summersby, my fucking partners. And who are we going to touch and go with this week, huh? Little touch and go segment, see how someone's doing. I'm going to give my buddy Chris a call. I haven't, uh, I haven't talked to Chris in a couple days. Chris was going to do an event with me, and we're waiting to see what the weather's going to be like and stuff. So let's see what old fucking Christopher's up to. I think I told him I was going to call him like an hour ago. This is one where I, I wanted to check in advance. Hello? What up, Chris? You're on the One Man Podcast, buddy. Oh God, this is the worst. Why? Uh, hooray! What do you mean it's the worst? I'm just kidding. I told you I was going to call. 
You oh, knew I this was, was coming. Secret. No, this no secrets. Very spontaneous if I knew about it. No, I don't lie to them. I don't lie to you guys. This, this, the other ones were spontaneous. This one, this one, I was like, I want to talk to Chris this week because I'm trying to trying to get you to work with me on the weekend, and you you have this the unpredictable snow snow. I was gonna say snow globe job, snow plow job, Mister yeah, Plow. Plow's your name. So you having a good night so far, buddy? Yeah, so far so good. Mm-hmm. You didn't interrupt dinner, so that's good. I don't give a shit if I, I'm, I'm disappointed. I didn't interrupt dinner. I'm right. This is my time. <laughs> Every single person is on call for this podcast. <laughs> Any given oh, moment. I was worried. I was like scarfing it down. I'm like, I gotta get done. I gotta get done. No, I'm, well, I'm sorry that you, I hope you didn't give yourself bloat <laughs> no. trying to, uh, to do that. So, um, I was telling everyone that you should be involved in the friends brunch next year. Oh yeah. I think so. I think you've, uh, I think you've earned it. It's time for a promotion. That and considering I, I, that the is that pe- unanimous from the whole group, I think so. Well, I don't know about the wives, but we don't ask them. I don't. I, I don't have one, so I don't have one to ask. So I, I get two votes basically. I think is how uh-huh. it works. Since I don't have a significant other, I get two votes. That's only fair. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to run that by Rebecca. But that sounds you lovely. have to run it by you, fucking bitch. No, uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, well, I'm a package deal too, right? You know, the yeah, well, 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 I was just going to say a meal. She doesn't have to cook. She'd probably be happy, but you do all the cooking in your house, don't you? Yeah, I do. You love it? Yeah. That's, you gotta eat, you know? Okay. You gotta <laughs> so, eat. That's the answer to that. So you, what do you mean? What do you mean? Do I love it? I said, do you like it? I didn't say, do you love it? Did I say you love I it? I love it. I heard love it. Oh, I guess I'll find out tomorrow when I hear it. Yeah, exactly. You can, you can send me an angry text message. Oh, you did say love it. Well, I guess, I mean, do you like it? Do you enjoy being the one who cooks? I do. I don't mind that at all. Okay. (laughs) And over. (laughs) Yeah. You dude, you, you write better emails. You talk and you're usually funny when you're talking too. what are you nervous being recorded? Yes. Really? So nervous. No, I don't know. I don't know. What do you want me to say? Like, do you like it? Uh, I just want you to be yourself. No, let's talk about something different then. You're, you're okay. basically like me in you, a lot of ways. You drive the conversation and I'll just give my input. I don't take direction from you. Okay. Stage hand. I don't, <laughs> um, <laughs> you're basically like me where you're killing time during the day, sort of doing whatever your thing is. You're playing your, uh, your red dead redemption two right now. Yes, I was. Yeah. You're enjoying that. Is that okay? Or do oh. you just like, Oh, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. No, no. It's really good. It's I'm, I'm always on my toes about different things. Excellent. That makes me yeah. happy. I mean, I can't say much about that without spoilers. Like, there's little things that happen here or there, but even those are spoilers, so I can't really. No, no I, I just want to know that you're enjoying it. I, I was telling everyone how I finished Grand Theft Auto Five, and now I will have an opportunity to sit down and enjoy uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. But I've got a lot of other little mini projects I'm working on too that I got to get finished before I, I dive into that and give up my life. Yeah, because it is a, a life sucker. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to quit it like halfway through and then just go online and then come back to it later? Probably. No, I, I'll probably try to get this one done, but they're going to keep adding shit to it. So I feel like I'm gonna have to keep coming back to it. So yeah. part of me wants to finish. Like I've never played the last of us. I played like a couple hours you, of it. Do you think they're going to add to it? Or do you think they're just going to focus on online? Like they did with Grand Theft No, but that's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. If I go online and just beat all the achievements, oh, then they're going to add yeah. shit later. I'm going to have to go back and do it again. So it's going to be this game oh. and I'm going to have to like dust off. I'm going to get good at it. And then I have to dust my shit off and then try again. Yeah. Like Grand Theft Auto just added yet another. Now this is not one with new trophies or anything, but they just added yet another online package to it. Yeah, I saw that. I keep seeing ads for that. I'm like, oh my goodness, Rockstar's putting on another thing. 
Yeah. But an, oh, it's just online content for freaking Grand Theft Auto. I'm like, oh, that's not a huge deal for me. No. So, Chris, I have a question for you. Um, yeah. Can you tell me about a time in a work environment where you went the extra mile for someone? Where I went the extra mile for someone? For for a customer or something. Can you give me an example? Nope. When that's, did you? That's basically what happened to me today during my Air Canada interview. Oh, you were asked that question? Yeah. Well, I, I went the extra Those questions are bullshit. They know <laughs> there's no real answer to them. I think what they're doing is they're trying to see how you handle shitty questions. You think so? Because if you're, if you're going to be in customer service, you're going to be foolish. It's like a psychology thing, I think, is what it is. If you um and awe a lot. Like, are you good on your feet? I don't know. Where I went the extra mile for a customer. Can you tell me about a time where you made a mistake and then what you did to make it right? Yeah, I okay. I'll, I'll use uh, real you motherfucker. See, I wish I had like, an answer that. Oh, or are you here, bu- right? are you bullshitting? Well, I made a mistake. No, I'm not bullshitting. See, I see that's, that's the thing. I didn't have an answer. I'm like, I said I'm human. I make mistakes all the time, but I take accountability. I go. The nature of your question is to find out whether I'm accountable or not. Um, yeah, I make yeah. a mistake okay, and I'm accountable. This, I mean, this is exactly, this is an exact answer. It might not be the answer they were looking for, though. It doesn't matter. It's the fact that you could have something in the chamber. I had nothing. Yeah. Well, I, I, let's say I would be, because my job is landscaping, uh, when I'm not snow plowing like a fucking idiot. Um, so, uh, let's say I was making a garden wall, and you finish the garden wall off with a capping system on the top. But the capping system needs to be cut so that the pieces all fit nice and tight. You don't have triangle gaps in them. Okay. Um, so if I were to cut a piece, put it down, keep going, look back. Ooh, that doesn't look quite right. Go back a few pieces, recut it because I had made a mistake, went back, fixed it. And now it looks beautiful. It might not be the answer they're looking for, but it is exactly the answer to that question. I made a mistake and I fixed it. Right. (laughs) It's true, though. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, I just, I'm just, I, I was like, look, I go, the only way I'm going to keep from killing myself is if I let these mistakes go. I fix them and then I let them go. Because <laughs> I go, I got a million other things. I got a million other things to dwell on. No, I'd be like, looking for specific. Uh, oh, answer. Looking I don't for think I'm like getting. That. I don't think I'm getting this job. But Which one I, was it? Which position? It was the uh, customer service. Fourteen dollars an hour customer service at Air Canada, and I'm 35. Right. Like, you don't think you're going to get a little bit better? you know, work ethic from a 35 year old. But then for again, it's 14, like f- for $14, they're going to get what they get. Like they're not going to get anything good. Well, yeah, but I guess they're going to get the monkeys that already have those fucking, Oh, let me tell you about the time. Well, there was this one customer that was irate. And I said, sir, ma'am, ma'am, sir, sir, ma'am. I was, was, I'm listening and I'm here to solve your problems. And I'm committed to finding a solution to your dilemma. And then I went and I went uh, I went out and I got all their stuff out for them and I took care of it and I I sent a message to my manager and that's it that's uh, was that that was the one time the one time I went above and beyond for someone. Well, could you ask me for that amount of money too? That's a long way to travel. Having to go to the airport every day. All right, Chris, what are you talking me out of this fucking job? But you know what I mean? Like you can just go to Walmart. There's bound to be one right around the corner. Oh God. But I'd have to look at Walmart. Like one of the nice things about the airport is that you're, you're seeing people who have a slight amount of money. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like, like you kind of almost never have to look at a Walmart customer and don't I sound like a prick saying that? Holy shit. I don't, I don't fly cause it's too expensive. Yeah, but so you're, 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 it's a class above me. 
I'm not even trying to be that prick, though. I'm just joking. I'm just saying that's one of the, like, the alternative going to Walmart. I'm like, so I get to see someone with, like, somewhere like a C minus level of teeth in their mouth. You're like, eh, they got about 70% of the teeth in their mouth. <laughs> Walmart customer. I like to think there's a few more teeth in Canadian Walmart patrons. It's not like the uh, American ones that you see in those memes all the time. Oh, I've seen some pretty ridiculous shit in, in Canadian Walmarts. Yeah. Well, yeah, but again, just like these interview questions, nothing comes to mind at the moment. <laughs> I was in a place, I was in a place called Chuck and Berry's just on the, uh, the, the other side of the border on the U S there. Didn't they were having a going out of business sale? And I remember like when I, what are out, they, what do they, what do they do? It was with? just thinking like a big, like it honestly was like a big, just t-shirt, t-shirt pants store. It was like, it was like a really shitty old Navy. Okay. Like a really shitty old Navy, but the prices on shirts and stuff was dirt cheap. And I remember going in there. And I went to like to use the bathroom and like right in the hallway, it, you know what, to be honest with you, I think it might've actually been right in one of the aisles of the store, but yeah. it was like, there was like, there was, someone had taken a shit right on the floor. No. Dude. No. Yes. Someone had taken a shit right on the floor. And then someone had put like, not, I don't think it was caution tape, but they definitely put pylons around it. <laughs> oh my God. Well, cause they're like. I'm not touching that. That's dude. But that's the thing is it was like, it was like, well, there's shit there. They're not touching. And then I, I even said to one of them, I'm I'm not sure if you guys know, but there's, there's like a turd right now. I'm not paying. I'm not cleaning up. They don't pay me enough money to clean that shit. I'm like, yeah, maybe that's why your store is going out of business. You know what I mean? Like it was a a service animal. But you got to think too. It's like, is that like a, it's like a chicken, the egg thing. It's like, is it, is like, is it going out of business? You know, like did someone shit on the floor and then nobody gave a fuck or did no one give a fuck? And that's why someone shot in the floor. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, but that was, that was the worst I've ever seen. It was like, was it, it wasn't like, dude, I've seen toilets in men's washrooms just obliterated. Like it's almost like someone just pulled down their pants, bent over. They didn't go anywhere near the toilet and then just pushed like they were, you know, giving birth (laughs) and then just blam, like a, like a potato gun fucking shot out of their back end and just. And that was the color of the wall afterwards. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just know that that's whatever. Oh, my, I've been in public men's bathrooms. My, I know my point is I'm willing to travel to the airport to not have to deal with that. I think also to just not have to wear that blue smock, the blue vest. Yeah. Hi, my name's Steven. Um, sorry to all the Steves out there before I get in trouble. <laughs> um, well, that's cool, buddy. Uh, holiday shopping all done. Uh, yeah, do you guys celebrate Christmas? So. Are you guys Christians? Yeah. Uh, well, we celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we are. We're, we're, yes, we were raised Christian. Okay. Why did you, that was a weird thing. You, uh, or what are you worried that someone that you care about is going to hear it? Like I, I used no. to celebrate Christmas. I still celebrate that this season, but if they're like, oh, we're not calling it Christmas anymore. Like I'm not, I'm not like, oh, I'm like, whatever, who cares? Oh, we still it. do this a trees. Topic you already brought up. No, 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 no. Well, yes, but no, uh-huh. but, <laughs> but I, no, but I mean, just, no, no, I'm just saying like, I'm not trying to get into the argument about the Christmas thing. I'm just saying like, is it overly Christmassy, you know, or is it a big Christ's birthday thing to you guys? Or is it more just like, ah, it's a great excuse no. to decorate the house and have some fun no. with the kids. Uh, back, back in Renfrew, we, um, I was, I did go to church at the beginning. But then, then my family started coming down on Christmas Eve, like my mom, brother, and them. So I stuck around home, and Rebecca still went, but she went to please her grandma, really. Okay. Do you guys go to church yeah. on Christmas? No. Okay. On, on Christmas Day? No. Whenever. Anytime. Do you go to church ever? 
let's say, what, what are they called? Just Maybe. answer it honestly. You know the platform of yeah. the podcast. Okay, well, there's, fuck, there you go. Yeah, but it, I don't want to paint the wrong picture. It's C&E, Christmas Eve. Boom. C and E, is that what you said? Yeah. Is C that, and E. Is that a fucking... That's what they call them. I think that's what they call them. C and E-ers. C, oh, really? C and E, or Christmas and Easter. So you still go to, to, to church on Christmas and Easter? Not always, when I'm dragged. When I'm dragged? Um, <laughs> well, at Chris, Christmas I don't because they only go um, the New Year's Eve Mass. But my mom and all them are over. We don't go. So I stick around here. But now that we're in Ottawa, Rebecca won't be the one. Okay. Yeah. Which is fine. Fine with us. Yeah. I think I think I was asking originally, what uh, did you get all your Christmas shopping done? Yeah, uh, and I think we have a few uh, loose ends to uh, tie up. But for the most part, yes, we are done. Okay. You? Almost. I think, actually, I think I am done. Actually, as a matter of fact, I think I am done with my, with my excursion to Costco aujourd'hui. Um, I believe I got everything on my list. I believe. I do believe Costco is our final stop. No, I go there. Go, I go there a thousand no, times. No, for us, but for us, we have to get our. Um, we don't have a membership there yet, so we have to pick that up, and then we're getting a gift card. Yeah, what are you doing tomorrow? Tomorrow, I am filling salt all day. All day? Yeah, it takes all day. We we go from Prince of Wales, hit up a bunch of places around there, then further into like uh, I don't know if I call it Westboro. It's like Westboro West, like closer towards. <laughs> are you just filling up salt and then bins? Flying to. What's that? You said you're filling up salt bins? Yeah, because like when we when you shovel walkways, you then have to salt them, and those salt bins get empty. So we go around with a trailer full of salt, and we top them off. And it's, it usually takes all day. It's usually about six hours to do the whole run. Wow. Yeah. So, okay. And what time do you start that? Uh, tomorrow I'm going to be starting at, I'm going to leave my house at 7. So I should be done sooner than usual, because lately when we've been doing it, We've been leaving at like 11, mm-hmm. you know, so then we're done usually around like, you know, five, six. Well, anyway, yeah, so do you I'm think you'll be done six. tomorrow at four? I don't know because anything goes with these guys. Like I, I might be done that, but then there might be something else that comes up. Okay. Cause Are I'm, you, I'm in your neck game? of the woods. I'm at that, that show that I have to do tomorrow. Okay. Uh, there. So this is just now that now people are literally just looking, listening to us making plans. Um, I'm going to be in the area. So if you're home, I can pick you up and take you to Costco. Uh, Rebecca wants to come with me. Me, 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 me. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's fine. You guys have fun. Who's taking you? Uh, you can get in without, without a, you can get in without a card. How else do you get a card? You can get, oh, but are, are you buying a membership tomorrow? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you guys were just going with, like, you're like, we don't have memberships. So we're going with somebody. So you're going to go and get a membership. You're fine. I would strongly advise, and here's a little plug for everyone listening to Costco. Um, I would strongly advise getting the executive membership. Um, it's a okay. hun- I think it's 115 instead of 50. Um, but the difference is you get 2% of your purchases back in the form of a check at the end of the year. So you get your cash. And in the event that you don't make the amount of money difference for it to be worthwhile in your check form, they give you the difference back anyways. Okay, so basically pays for itself. Basically pays for itself. Every year I end up getting a check for somewhere between 100 and $150, which and means the, that when I buy my membership the next year, the check that I got more than pays for the membership, which means I bought a membership once, I just buy my shit at Costco, and the money that I get more than pays for my membership again the next year. So I get the check, I just buy my- membership cost? What's that? 120 115 For the 
115 for the original. Right. And then every year, just my purchase is 2% back from all my purchases alone comes in the yeah. form of a check. And when I get that check, I just go and I buy my membership again with that money. And then I usually have mm -hmm. like 30 or 40 bucks left over. So I'm, I'm getting paid $40 a year to be a Costco member because the money I'll that I get from that, the that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And if it doesn't, if you, if you go a year and you're like, oh, we didn't buy enough for it to be worthwhile. Well then, then they give you the difference back anyways. Yeah. So there's no risk, only a reward. Like I said, for me, every year I buy enough shit that my membership is, is effectively free because when I get that $150 check, I spend 115 of it on the membership and then the other 35 goes in my pocket. And then the next year, same thing, just by buying shit. Like, so I'm not paying for a membership year after year, but the people who buy the $50 membership go, oh, I don't, I don't spend enough. It's like, okay, well you're spending $50 a year, which, you know, now that I've been a member for like 10 years. It's like a thousand dollars or I bought it once yeah, and I just for itself after about two years. Right. So I've, I've, well, I've been with the executive one. I, I, after the very first year, I got a check that bought the next year's right. So it means mm -hmm. I didn't, I just, my purchasing from there alone made the money to, to buy it again. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it really doesn't, you're not spending that much, but I take my mom grocery shopping every Sunday. Now everyone's like, oh, that's why he does it. <laughs> <laughs> <Take her. laughs> but even sometimes when we have like gifts and stuff, right. I buy my consoles and stuff there. You know, you buy a, a $400 console, it's eight bucks right there back in your pocket. Yeah. So it doesn't quick math there, Josh. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very quick. I'm astute. And if you get the Costco Mapster card, let me tell you, let me tell you 3% of your purchases back in restaurants, 2% of gas, 1% everywhere. Oh my God. Holy shit, Josh. Are they paying you? I wish. I take their money. Costco, I'll take your money to promo you. All right. They get to get one free out of me. Uh, Chris, I've had you on the line for, let's see now, 18 minutes. Thank you. This was a nice Holy little, shit. nice little touch and go buddy. I thought these would be like little five minute calls, but it's, it's too hard for me not to get into conversations with people. I'm a, I'm a chatter. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, you are. That, that you are. I'm going to edit that part out. Um, <laughs> 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 all right, pal. I, uh, I appreciate your time. I, uh, I hope to see you very soon. Enjoy your, uh, you're fucking salting or whatever it is that you do. You're like, oh, you're like no. a glorified McDonald's French fry salter. Just salt. I'm that dude from, I'm that old man from home alone. Hmm. Dragging the salt and down the road. Is that what he's doing? No, no. We had the salt in the station. They'd be way too heavy to drag. No, no. I'm saying, I said, is that what he's doing? Like that's oh, the, yeah. the old guy. He's just dragging a bucket of salt down and throwing. Have it. you only seen the movie once? I always, I don't really, old people upset me. So whenever his face is on the screen, I look away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's what he's doing. He's, he's salting. It's just nonstop salting with a fucking salty look on his face. Well, he's, he's an old, he's an old man. You don't want to flip. So he's being proactive. Yeah. And then he's beating no. people over the head with a shovel. Saving the day. Are you sure it's I not? I just watched an episode of the angry video game nerd. Okay. With Kevin no McAllister, yeah, I haven't weird. I haven't watched one in forever, and I gotta say, Macaulay Culkin, it makes sense that he's not an actor now because that was some of the know, worst acting. <laughs> some of the worst acting. If you guys want, hey, just a little side plug. There's a great web series that was started forever ago called The Angry Video Game Nerd. Um, I would say if you check it out, start with like some of the earlier episodes just to get a feel for it. But it's it's great. The whole. His whole, uh, website Cinemassacre is absolutely outstanding. He does movie reviews and things like that. But the angry video game nerd is a great way for those of, uh, for those are my, my gamer listeners to go back and watch some of the games you played as a kid reviewed and just fucking hated on. And it was a great, uh, great thing. But yes, Macaulay Culkin is featured and he's doing a bunch of home alone video games. They're all garbage. After watching the angry video game nerd, I've seen how many 
um, I've seen how many of the games when they designed them that were like nothing, this has nothing to do with that game. It's like jumping over like the, in the home alone games where he's jumping over vacuum cleaners and like luggage. And you're like, this has nothing to do with that story. It's basically like a lunchbox where they just take a picture of the movie, slap it on the lunchbox. And you're like, Hey, it's a home alone lunchbox. It's like, all right. Well, a lot of it's probably like cutting room floor uh, material just thrown in like bad guys that don't make any sense because they were like castaways from another video game. Like they don't even look the same. Right. Like, you know what I mean? They don't, they don't even fit the artistic style. They're just like tossed in for no reason. Well, the second Mario game, Super Mario Brothers 2, that was like another game. It was just like another platformer. Yeah. And then they superimposed Mario in like last minute because all of the things in it made no sense for like Mario. Yeah. You know? Or at least for North American Mario. It might make sense in Japan. I don't know. They're crazy. Nothing makes sense over there. Schoolgirls have horns and tails in those fucking animes. That's like, awesome. What? No, it's not. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Do you know why they do that? <laughs> do I know why they do that? Yeah. Are you into anime? Can you explain anime? No, I'm not. I, I, I have no idea. I, yeah, I don't, I don't get it over there. All, My uh, anime stopped with Sailor Moon. That's, that's weird enough as, as is to me. I don't get, I really honestly don't get any of that stuff. I don't get Pokemon or Digimon or any of the Mons or any of those, the Dragon Balls or anything like that. None of that shit. I don't, they don't, they don't make sense to me. They don't make any fucking sense to me. I'm not saying that they're stupid. They just don't make sense to me. Maybe it makes perfect sense to other people. Maybe for some reason watching an anime video where some alien that has like 13 tentacle cocks fucks a schoolgirl with a tail and horns going, I don't. been watching. I don't know. I, most of the anime I see is on Pornhub. <laughs> no, but there's that stuff. And it doesn't make any fucking sense to me at all. I don't know why every head, not every, wow. I sound like, I sound like the redneck anime. That's what I should be. The angry redneck anime nerd. And just be like every, every head on those, those animes looks like it's on fire. Right. Yeah. What the hell is that kid's name? Goku. Aaron used to watch all these dumb shows. Goku's head looked Dragon like it was on Ball fire. Was pretty good. It, it was basically he was, although it got repetitive. You know, he he started out being strong, and then a bad guy came that was stronger, so he worked his way up in like a montage kind of form. Yeah, he bleached his he hair. He bleached his hair, and now he's now he's fucking stronger because of the fumes or something from the goddamn peroxide. None of that shit makes sense. None of that shit makes sense to me. I mean, Popeye's the Popeye was like the early anime. The guy ate spinach, and all of a sudden he got fucking. It was a bursitis in his arms or something like that. Everybody <laughs> got the kids to eat their vegetables. Did it? I don't think so. Yeah. Cause that, that was all, that was all like mushy cooked freaking spinach too. That's gross. Like captain planet tried that stuff. It wasn't exactly anime, but it was dumbass shit. Pow, yeah. pow, oh, what do you call it? Power Rangers is just live action anime bullshit. Anyways, no, I, that's kaiju stuff. All right, listen, we don't have time for a new subject. I think we're going to lose everybody in this. They're like, what the fuck are they talking? We have, we have, we have ladies that listen to this. They're not interested in this shit. Or maybe they are. Are you sure? Nope. Not sure of anything really, to be honest have with you. Have you been to Comic-Con? I've been to Comic-Con. I'm not saying ladies don't like this stuff. I'm saying, I, I don't know if the ladies that listen to this podcast, you know, they probably listen to this if to be like, oh, if there's. If they're putting up with your shit, they can put up with a whole lot of other shit too. <sighs> you know, good thing I don't have it. Good thing I ate my feelings so that they can't be hurt when you guys talk to me like this. Uh <laughs> <laughs> all right buddy i'm gonna let you go we are now at the 24 minute mark of this conversation all right i'm having fun and i do appreciate your time but uh no i gotta i gotta end this fucking podcast because i have a life to go back to um <laughs> and i'm i'm, I'm right. at the hour and 42 minute mark on the fucking podcast so 
Oh, geez, I got to wait that long to hear myself. Yeah. No, you no. 24 minutes ago, you could have started hearing yourself. Yeah, and you listen to the whole thing time. anyways. You listen to the whole goddamn thing anyways. So, um, yeah. I'll let you go, pal. Thank you so much. We're going to hang out again, uh, hopefully soon. I have a blast going over to your guys' places. Places? Yeah, you have definitely. one place. Thanks for living yeah. in a city again, by the way. Not a problem. Yeah, as soon as, as soon as you get your GED, maybe we can get you a job that doesn't require shoveling salt. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I shit on myself for my skills earlier. You're a very accomplished gentleman, all right? And I, I think that this current job you have is beneath you. Huh? How about that? The, the, the plowing, I, I 100% agree. Cool. All right. Well, we're going to, we're going to bother you later. We're going to sit down and do a whole interview with you sometime. Cause I, it might be interesting to somebody. Something. Well, I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. I don't think anything I say is ever interesting and I'm, I'm 84 episodes in now, so I don't know how that keeps happening, but right. we're going to keep doing this. All right. All right, pal. Talk to you soon. Yeah. Talk to you later. Later. And another fucking uh, touch and go comes to a conclusion. That was long, eh? And I, the way I move on to it, yeah, I hit stop and I just keep talking, like or hang up. But I always feel like it sounds like there was a big break in between. And it's not. It's just uh, direct to it. All right. What am I? What am I doing? Tuesday night. I was going to wrap presents tonight, but it's almost seven o'clock. So, you know, by the time I get this thing done, I might uh, might not be able to. I also have other shit that I'm working on. I'm working on a holiday gift that is uh, a creative thing that uh, I want to have done. So that I can uh, deliver that on Christmas. I just hope I'm going to be able to get it finished before it's, uh, it's time, you know, uh, tomorrow I have a show at Talion, a staffing agency. It's one I drove out to a while back to have a peek at very excited to hang out with those people. They're excited for the show. It looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Cannot wait to do that. Uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, I'm doing some events for, uh, for karma. So again, we're, we're giving out water in liquor stores. We're gonna be so popular. Right. Hey, don't drink this holiday season. Just drink water instead. Lame. 10 year comedy anniversary on Friday. I have zero plans for, but if anyone wants to, uh, you know, maybe just throw a little message on my Facebook wall or give me a little text message, you know, just to celebrate that with me, that'd be great. I expect zero, <laughs> but, um, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about that guys. I've never had a job that long, 10 years. Um, feels good. feels good. The podcast has never been late. That feels good. You know, so as much as I have the shitty interviews and I, I feel I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm in 35 years old, you know, my hat in my hand, begging for a fucking job that I know I can crush. Are you kidding me? Customer service in an airport. I could fucking demolish that job. Yet I'm here going, I don't know, uh, time that was hot and I got past it. I don't know. Uh, you know, this one woman was yelling at me. I was like, excuse me, ma'am, can you please, uh, you lower your voice. Uh, we're inside there. No curse words. Thank you. I don't know about any of that stuff. I'm just trying to move forward with my life. God damn it. Anyways, Saturday evening after doing uh, the event, I am doing, uh, we're having a little dinner, a little gift exchange with the roomies. We're going over to uh, Jason's uh, girlfriend, Noreen's house. And uh, we're going to, we're going to trade gifts. We're going to have some wines, have some cheeses, have some accoutrements. Um, and then that's it. Monday's Christmas Eve, Tuesday's Christmas day. And then, uh, Old Joshy boy will be uh, putting in another episode for you guys on Boxing Day. So when you're all done with the holidays, you can wake up in the morning, right? If you're driving out to stand in line at all the horrible stores, you can uh, put some earbuds in while you're in line out in the cold and listen to me run my mouth about the holiday season. Guys, you're all the best. You know I love you so much. Send me emails. I don't care about what. Contact at onemanpodcast.com and I'll read them on the episodes. Thank you to the sponsors, portablepress.com, absolutecomedy.ca, summersby, and dk.com slash ca or dk.com in the United States. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, guys, we have them all. YouTube, One Man Podcast, search it, 
find it, love it, like it, whatever the fuck you can do with it. Just do it. All right. I want to see you guys out there. I try to put a little content out there for you guys too. have more of it. I, I think I might, uh, I'm going to be posting the videos of the flight. So that, that private plane ride to Kingston there and back, that's going to be on the socials. All right. You want to see that shit, like them, follow them, whatever it is. And you'll get a little opportunity to see that. Um, subscribe to the podcast. If you happen to be listening to this on Facebook, Twitter, uh, any of those outlets that it has, and you're like, oh, well, this was just in my newsfeed. I, I clicked on this, but you want to see, you know, you want to know, how do I get this? So it's free. It's absolutely free. You can subscribe to it on the podcasts app on the Apple devices on iTunes. You can subscribe to it on Spotify, Google play music, whatever you have. I'm there, baby. And I am free. Oh, charge just an opportunity for me to blah, blah in your ear once a week. All right. So take, uh, take me up on that. You know, and that's it. And if you have it two seconds, two seconds, I ah, let's say realistically 30 seconds, half a minute for your boy, you know, uh, feel free to leave a five star, uh, you know, rating and, uh, and a review just a little, Hey, Hey Josh, here we are. Here you go. Go fuck yourself. Whatever you want to say. I don't care. Five stars and a review. I'm more than happy to accept it. And it makes my podcast just a little bit more popular, uh, in all those search engines. So I'm grateful for that. That can be your Christmas or holiday present to me. Just a five-star review, a little subscribe button, maybe like it on the socials, just something to connect me that much more to you. So I'm not out here in the audio verse, just floating around like George Clooney in gravity. Just going, I feel like I'm getting farther away from everybody. Don't feel sad. I'll just be out here all by myself. Float. No, be there for me. All right. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Seasons greetings. Happy Hanukkah. Joyeux Kwanzaa. Whatever you're celebrating. Happy, happy humility. Whatever the fuck, you know? I wish you all the best this holiday season. I hope you get to enjoy it with the people that you love. I hope that you, uh, you give everything, sorry, sorry. I hope you get everything that you're after. And I hope that uh, everyone is happy with all of the efforts that you put in for, uh, for the things for them. Enjoy the time. And I will talk to you lovely human beings after the holidays. Take care. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree On the fourth day of Christmas, the third day of Christmas My true love gave to me Five golden rings Four calling three French hens Two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree On the ninth day of Christmas On my true love gave to me Christmas, my true love gave to me Eight ladies dancing, seven ladies dancing, six ladies dancing, five You better not shout, you better not cry You better not in a pear tree on the ninth, no. on the eighth, oh, right. on the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Here we come, oh, I'm selling some five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves. Here we come, oh, I'm selling a snail, I'd be decked with bass and partridge in a pear tree. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Eleven pipers piping, ten loads of leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids of milking, seven swans of swimming, six geese of lay, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my I have a little dreidel. I made it out of clay, and when hey, it's dry whoa, and ready, whoa, whoa, a dreidel I shall play. Whoa, 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 oh, dreidel! Twelve days of Christmas. What? Yeah, Christmas. Eight, eight days of Hanukkah. Oh, it's a Christmas medley. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. On the twelfth day, my true love gave to me. 
Twelve drummers drumming like Olympus above the Serengeti. Eleven pipers piping, ten lords a Partridge in a big pear tree. Partridge in a big pear tree.